It's your pal Tanner. We're here today doing a podcast by ourselves. Uh, so I don't even know if you're even going to want to listen to it. Kidding. I know you will. Because I'm about to rank every single food and drink I ate and drank at Disney World over the span of a week. You may be wondering, well, how many foods could you have tried? It couldn't be that many, could it? And uh, I laugh in your face. <laughs> because I'll be honest, it's more than I expected. Um, so I'm looking at a spreadsheet I have here with <laughs> 110 <laughs> items. Wait, actually, uh, 111 items <laughs> I tried <laughs> at Disney World over the span of the week. So some of these, are like, I, obviously, like I didn't buy 111 items if that makes sense like it was stuff of you know i went with my family tried some of their stuff but I, I tried a lot of food we got through a lot of food on this trip this was a very food heavy drink heavy trip um i was at first going to do separate lists for food and drink but that seemed like a coward's way out so yeah we're just we're just going to go through it i'm really not going to go i may try to go in a little bit of an order of how like in the order I tasted them in but honestly like it's probably going to be transferring all of these get a rough ranking and then look at the ranking I came up with going from there and there will be I will link the spreadsheet I'm using for the final ranking in the description of this podcast so you can skip all this if you want to skip the deliberation process and uh, just get right to the, the juicy stuff I am uh, about to open a drink it's a uptime uh, mango pineapple, not a sponsor, but they are delicious. Uh, hmm. And yeah, so that's what we're doing today. We're we're ranking a lot of foods. I asked the other lads to guess how many food and drinks I tried on this trip, and they were all like, "Oh, probably a lot, like 50. And then Pat was like, "Oh, seventy four, definitely." And uh, it's one hundred and eleven. And if you want to see pictures of these and like actual locations, I'll I'll try to go over locations like as I'm talking, especially if it's a place like I really liked or a food I really liked. I'll talk about location, but you can see pictures for probably 99% of these on my Twitter at Tanner1495. And yeah, let's just get to it. Now, <laughs> this is going to be controversial, but I want to start with the absolute worst thing I had on this trip. And it's something that I would not have expected to be bad, but it was bad. Um, and I've had good versions of this before, not from Disney World. This was my first Disney World trip. Um, but item number 111 on this list has got to be the hazelnut crepe I had from uh, Epcot. It was at a little booth near the um, Ratatouille ride, which was also way too long uh, of a line. I think it just reopened. 
uh, so we didn't write on it. But oh my god, talk about it! it was so bad, and I I can't really place what I hated about it the most. But I want to say it was way too chewy. First of all, it literally had the consistency of like chewed up bubble gum. Um, the flavor wasn't great. The hazelnut, which I assume was Nutella or at least a Nutella like, was just not doing it for me. And it was just not like a great time. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to get that out of the way because out of most, if not every other food I had on this trip, I at least enjoyed that besides this crepe. This crepe, like, I'm not giving rankings to all these. Or, like, scores. But if I was to give the crepe a score, it would be, like, a legit, like, 0.5 out of 10. I just did not like it. I don't know if it just came at the wrong part of the day, because it was, like, probably three quarters of the way through Epcot. But I had stuff after this on our Epcot day that I thoroughly enjoyed. So, yeah, you know. The the crepe. Just not, mm, you, you can skip it. You don't you don't need the crepe in your life. You you can probably find better crepes elsewhere. And now I'm trying to get my list back. Uh and I guess we're just kind of going to go in order here to start it off and seeing see maybe where that takes us. So the first thing I had on this trip was uh, we had went over to Polynesian Resort because uh, we had managed to snag a reservation for Ohana, which we'll get there in a second. But they had a, a little hut called Pineapple Lanai that had a pineapple and vanilla Dole Whip. So I was like, well, I got to try that. Because um, I've never had actual Dole Whip. We went on a vacation a couple of years ago to St. Augustine, Florida, and I had a drink at a restaurant that said tasted like a Dole Whip. Um, but after having an actual Dole Whip, I can confirm it did not. It tasted good. It just didn't taste like a Dole Whip. Um, but yeah, I had a pineapple vanilla Dole Whip floater. The liquid in it was pineapple juice. Which uh, did a lot for me because I love pineapple. Pineapple, top five fruit. Not going to take any arguments there. But I'm trying to think. I definitely had... One better Dole Whip item on this trip that we'll get to later. But this was a great first thing to have, especially after driving nine hours. We drove down there. So my gut feeling is telling me this will end up in probably the top 25. So I'm going to put it in 25 for now. And again, there will probably be a lot of reassessing once I transfer everything to the rough list. But yeah, that that that's what seems right to me. Um okay. So before I go on, I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World. Uh and if you haven't, I, I would say it's worth the trip. Uh even if you're just like a food and drink person. Um I I would say it's it's worth at least a trip in your lifetime. Disney World, Disneyland, I'm sure they're pretty similar experiences the alcohol at disney world now granted super expensive by far if you plan on drinking at disney especially drinking around the world which i did 
um, you're spending a lot of money. You're you're coming out of pocket pretty heavy. Um, so we got the reservation at Ohana. Like I said, I've been driving nine hours. So I got a Polynesian Mai Tai, which was a normal Mai Tai with like just a ton of fruit. And I, I want to say there was like nutmeg on top of it. It was super weird. But and I've had quite a few beverages in my day. This was like one of the booziest drinks I've ever ordered out in a restaurant. Not to say it was bad. Um, it just kind of hits you out of nowhere of it being so boozy, which I guess that's kind of the way they warrant, <laughs> like, because it was like a $15 drink, which uh, breaks all, everything I've ever been told about alcohol. But, you know. Um, and I'm thinking about it, I had way better alcoholic drinks than the Mai Tai on this trip, especially when we get into Epcot. So I'm going to I want to be a bit conservative and put this at 60 about the halfway point or a little over the halfway point of the trip but that could change it could go lower. Um and now we're getting into us eating at Ohana and Ohana for those again that have never been to Disney World it it's like a family style, like all you can eat. I, I think they actually call it all you care to eat, which is weird. Um, but they have a set menu, and they just bring shit to you, out, like bring shit out continuously. I mean, it's a never-ending parade of the food they have on the menu. And I'll go ahead and go over like everything we ate there before I get into rankings. So they start you out with the Ohana bread with the honey butter. Uh, and then you got a little salad with a little citrus vinaigrette. Uh, you know, whatever. Garlic chili pork dumplings, honey coriander chicken wings, teriyaki beef, spicy peel and eat shrimp, grilled chicken with like a, they call it a chimichurri sauce, but it's definitely different than most chimichurri sauces I've ever had. The Ohana noodles, broccolini, and then for dessert, they bring you out uh, the Ohana bread pudding. So first of all, I want to talk about this bread. Because this bread was, like, it had coconut in it, but, like, the essence of coconut, like, it wasn't a textural difference. It was solely, well, not solely, because two things. Uh, it was definitely aromatic, reminded you of coconut, you know, the whole Hawaii vibes is what this place is going for. And a little bit of the sweetness of coconut and paired with this honey butter, and I've had honey butters before. I've We have made honey butters before. Holy crap, I don't know what kind of honey, I don't know what kind of butter it was, but together with this like coconutty bread was incredible. The only thing holding it back from it being higher on the list was the fact that it was just <laughs> bread and butter. Um, But I'm going to conservatively place it at 40, and I would not be shocked if it went higher. Once all is said and done here. But yeah, that's that's where I'm starting out. The salad with citrus vinaigrette, it was good. It was a salad. The citrus vinaigrette was actually real. I could have drank it. It was delicious. Um, it was mainly it, it's a citrus vinaigrette, but it was green. I don't know what the hell they put in it to make it green or why it was green. 
because it, it was definitely pineapple and it was definitely orange in it. But I, I couldn't get any other strong notes of anything in particular. So I don't know what made it green, but it was good. Like I said, I could have drank it. Um, But other than that, like the salad itself was uh, it was a salad. So I, I don't see it super high up on our list. I had a ton of things better. I'm going to put it at 80, but uh, it could definitely go lower than that. Not to say it was bad. It was just. You know, it was a salad with citrus vinaigrette at the end of the day. Uh, the garlic chili pork dumplings. Whew. Um, so the dumplings, the wings, the noodles, and the broccolini all came on like the skillet together. Um, so you d- but it was so weird. It wasn't like an overlapping flavors. Hold on, I gotta take a drink here. It wasn't like an overlapping flavors in any like meaningful way. But these pork dumplings were incredible. Um they were they were so good. They they had the garlic chili sauce on them but also in them. Uh and it was just I mean it was a great garlic chili sauce. The the pork was seasoned just right, super crispy. Some of the crispiest dumplings I've ever had. <laughs> I don't want to overrate stuff too early. Um, but I guess that is kind of the way uh, we're going to have to do things here until we get everything transferred over. I'm going to con- put them at 20 for now. Um, they were that good. They were incredible. I- I've thought about them every day since we've left. So good. Uh, speaking of other good things, the honey coriander wings were delicious. Um, I've never had a honey coriander chicken wing. I've had a lot of chicken wings in my day. Just honey coriander has never has never made the list until now. Uh super good. Sweet, a little a little bit like a one out of ten heat. The coriander comes through just enough. Expertly cooked. Also they were smoked. They weren't fried. Um God, they were so good. <laughs> I'm thinking about where I want to put them on the list. Because um, I definitely didn't like them as much as the dumplings. And it is kind of e- easy to compare all this stuff because we were eating it all at once. I didn't like them as much as the dumplings, but I still really, really liked them. Like, more than s- a lot of things we ate on this trip. So, I want to put them at 30 for now. But I could see it going higher Um, at the end of the day. By the time we get done here. Uh, the teriyaki beef. Now, the the sauce was incredible. Uh, and you may be thinking, oh, this is probably just basic, like, skirt beef. No. These were, like, burnt ends. It was so weird. Like, it, these huge cubes of meat is really the only way I can describe them. They were fatty. Just the right amount of tender. The teriyaki sauce was great. And they did, they had that smokiness similar to the wings and the shrimp, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, they were good. My only complaint about them was that they were huge, <laughs> which is a not a bad thing. They were just like, they were so big. <laughs> they were, they were like, you could really only eat like 
unless they were the only thing at the table you were eating, you could re- really only realistically eat like two. And they were hard to cut just because of them being so awkwardly shaped. Mm, I'm trying to think. I didn't like them as much as the wings. I do know that. Um, I think we're probably going to go with 50. Put them at 50 for now. Um, and those could honestly, I could see them going either way. Uh, more than likely, they'll probably go down a few spots. But you never know. The spicy peeling eat shrimp. Uh, they were literally just Cajun spice, or not Cajun spice, but they were spiced shrimp. That is pretty common, especially at pretty much any vacation spot here in the South. Uh, but the only the thing that set these apart were that they were also smoky. They tasted like they were cooked over like an actual wood fire, um, which I've never had a shrimp with that sort of like smoky note in it. So I think just for that reason, and I like these shrimp just a tad bit more than the beef. So we're going to go with 47 for the shrimp. Uh, the grilled chicken with chimichurri again. Um, smoky, smoky was like the name of the game here. Uh, and the chimichurri was not like a normal chimichurri sauce. Like I said, I could not tell you what was different about it. It, it definitely had a citrus note in it. Um, that's about all I can tell you. I I couldn't tell what it because it was just a hint at the very back end. Um. I, 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 it, it wasn't sweet like pineapple, but it wasn't like tart like any other citrus. So I honestly have no. It could have been coconut milk, maybe. Now that I think about it, I mean, because it, it, it was a little sweet, but it just wasn't tart. But it was definitely something that's not normally in chimichurri. Um, this was probably my least favorite meat at this meal. Um, but it was still very good. We're going to go with 55. Uh, here. Now. <laughs> These Ohana noodles. For my money. The best. Man, I don't want to say that. But. Some of the best. One of the best noodle dishes I've ever had at a restaurant. Uh, the the um, amalgamation if you will, of flavors. It was like the best low main I've ever had in my life. But it also had that smoky note, but not an overpowering smoky note. Like on a scale of one to 10, it was like a two, but it was so, so good. The noodles were like a perfect consistency, perfect texture. The flavors were there. Uh, like the sweet teriyaki, uh, a tiny bit of heat. You had some veggies in it. Oh my God. It was so good. Um, I'm putting these at 10. And there is a non-zero chance these go higher. But I want to give everything a fighting chance. But uh, holy crap, so good. Uh, And then the broccolini, it was literally broccolini tossed in what had to be some sort of, I don't know, citrusy something. Uh, It wasn't bad. But it was—it's just broccolini. Um, I'm—it's probably going one spot above the hazelnut crepe. But just keep in mind, there is a power gap between hazelnut crepe 
and whatever is the immediate thing above it, because I liked everything else I ate at Disney World besides this fucking crepe. Um, but I'm going to put the broccolini there just because it wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. It it may go a spot or two higher once we get later down the list, but at the end of the day, it was, it was broccoli, you know. Now, this Ohana bread pudding was one of two bread puddings I had on this trip. I consider myself a bit of a bread pudding expert, connoisseur, if you will. Uh, this bread pudding was like a pineapple upside-down cake. And then they come and do a little show and pour the, the caramel on it for you. And it's really, really good. Um, Really, really good. I'm trying to think. I guess we'll do a head to head when we get to the other bread pudding. But if you don't, if you don't like pineapple, you will hate this bread pudding. Uh, this bread pudding will do nothing for you. Um, the the caramel sauce though, I could have drank this caramel sauce. Some of the best caramel I've ever had in my life. Um, but yeah, it, texture was great. Oh, and it had a. Uh, a scoop of vanilla, like a house-made vanilla ice cream on it as well. Uh, it, it was just a lot of flavors. And if you're not into the fruity sweet thing, if you don't like pineapples or you don't like your fruits messing with your desserts, you're not going to like this. I really liked it. I'm going to put it at 45. And that could also go up. Uh, again, right now, we're just trying to get things in a rough order and then when we're done like actually going over everything is when i'll be like well actually this was better than this this was better than this um that was everything at ohana i will say also and i'm not going to talk about the price of everything because i, I don't you know whatever but ohana for the all you can eat is 60 bucks a person which i i mean if you're on vacation i i guess it's probably typical for dinner, I mean, you know, a hundred bucks for a couple seems to be about average. Um, but you get a ton of food. Uh, if you come in hungry, you are not going to leave hungry. Uh, I came in starving, and I left satisfied. So it was a good time. Now we get into, like, the main meat of this list. The whole reason I'm doing this list is Epcot. Because I, I didn't even decide. I, it's not like I went to Disney World with the intention of, oh man, what content can I make from this? Um, but I just tried so much food and then doing the thread on Twitter and everybody was like, oh man, that looks good. I was like, oh, we'll do it. So, I should preface with this. I ate and drank a lot at Epcot. <laughs> I do not remember the names of several of the restaurants we ate at. Or, not restaurants, but the huts and stuff. But I will say, some of these things on this list, and not even just Epcot, but in general, are um, exclusive to the Flower Festival they're doing right now, which I think goes until, like, July 4th or something. And also, 50th anniversary stuff, which ends at the end of the month. Um, most of these things you can get year-round, but I am just telling you, some of these are Flower Festival and 50th anniversary things. And I'll try to, I'll I'll try to preface and say otherwise. As we, God, this drink is making me burp like a motherfucker. Okay, so first up, uh, first stop of the day in Epcot, 
I get a Joffrey. So I, I go into Epcot with the intention I am drinking around the world. Um, That also included I ate around the world because <laughs> I think I got food at every single country except maybe one or two. Um, Like a snack. And uh, yeah. Okay. So, but before we even get to the world showcase, Joffrey's cold, cold brew, Joffrey's coffee, cold brew cocktail. Um, it's like ten thirty in the morning on a Sunday. And I'm like, gotta have this. It was good. Um, I, I, God, I'm trying to think. I've had uh one of our like holiday drink traditions is like a coffee punch that my mom makes. And this is pretty similar, except this wasn't frozen. This was just on ice. Um, and just and it is going to be kind of hard not to compare alcoholic drinks to alcoholic drinks. That's just kind of the name of the game. Um, this was definitely better than the Mai Tai. So we're just conserve conservatively again. We're going to go 53 on this. It was... It, it was good. I, I'm trying to... Mm, I don't think I had a bad drink at Epcot. Or a drink... Well, mm, I lie. But we'll get there in a minute. The Orange Sunshine Wine Slushy. Now, I, this is a Flower Festival exclusive. As well as the Cold Brew Cocktail. At least it was at the place we got it. It was a Flower Festival exclusive but this is a flower festival exclusive the orange sunshine wine slushy tastes like a dream sickle cream sickle whatever you want to call it and right now i'm very into that flavor uh the orange cream flavor of ghost for my money is like the best energy drink on the market right now this tastes like that except frozen i no alcohol whatsoever in this just a delicious orange slushy that also had booze in it. Like even um my mom who doesn't really drink, she really liked this. Um pretty much everybody on the trip liked this. Uh even those that aren't like huge drinkers. But this was good. This was one of the better drinks I had at Epcot. Um so I I oh man, I I know we're getting into some high places early. I'm going with 15 overall for this right now. Um, and, and it could go down. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. Not going to go down much. For sure. Uh, up next, we had two street corns from this vendor. I believe it was called Florida Fresh, which is also a flower festival like exclusive booth right now. Uh, there was a spicy variant. Which just had spicy corn chips on it, and the non-spicy variant, which had like an like a cojita cream on it. They were they were both pretty solid. Um, I like the spicy one a tad bit more, but uh, again, it was corn on the cob with with some chips on it at the end of the day. Um, so nothing too special, but it's still, I mean, it's good. Like if you're at Disney World uh, and you like corn, I'm gonna put the spicy. At 65. And there is going to be a bit of a space here. And I'm going to put the the regular. The non. I, I actually think they called it the vegan one. Wait, I, 
which is funny. I mean, technically correct, but it's just funny. It's like, you want the vegan corn or the non-vegan corn? Like, what's the difference? One had chips on it. Um, We're going to put it at 75. I don't know if there's that much of a gap in between them. I guess we'll see. But yeah. And then we get in. So we actually, um, if you're not familiar with Disney, especially Epcot lore, there's usually a order of the world showcase that you do. And you either go starting in Canada, ending in Mexico, or starting at Mexico, ending in Canada. We skipped Mexico, walked straight through Mexico. But you may be thinking, why did you skip Mexico? Well, we'll come back to it. Because we want to start in Norway, which is right by Mexico, because the drink of choice for drinking around the world in Epcot uh, in Norway is a uh, Viking coffee. And I really didn't want a margarita before drinking a coffee, even though, if you remember, at this point in the day, I've already had two drinks. But, you know, I digress. Whatever. Uh, so, starting in Norway here, uh, we go to this place. Again, names I'm, I'm awful with. It's the place in Norway that has the spiked frozen Viking coffee. And the school bread, which we also tried. Um, starting with the school bread, I didn't know what to expect with the school bread. But if you like watch like Disney and my family, good lord, has been obsessed with watching like Disney food TikToks in the months leading up to this trip. I gotta get a, a little drinky here. And the school bread was like the drink or the food to try in Norway. And what it is is essentially this huge ball of bread that has shaven toasted coconut on top of it. And inside is a cream. And it's it's got to be like a vanilla custard. Like, it's the only thing I can guess is what it is. I don't actually know what it was. But it it's a lot. It's like a cold lava cake. <laughs> really it's it, i mean it's not cold but it's not hot um so it's like that and i should also mention too most of these foods are pretty decently priced like this school bread and it was a huge piece of bread or a huge ball of bread it was like four bucks um you really don't get start getting ripped off at disney until you start buying <laughs> alcohol or going to the restaurants but this school bread was good um i think i liked it most in our party, but I, w I wasn't, like, in love with it. Uh, it definitely, I mean, you do get a, a lot of food, a lot of bang for your buck, but otherwise, but that's not, you know, we're going solely on flavor here for everything. Um, and I think going solely on flavor, I'm putting it w one spot below the, the spicy street corn. We're putting it at 66, and it could go higher. Um... Very possible. Now, the spiked frozen Viking coffee was delicious. Um, definitely better than the Joffrey's coffee cold brew cocktail, which we have at 53. And it, hmm, it was really good. It had, I mean, it, this was the coffee punch. This was frozen, blended, had whipped cream on it, had, like, 
cocoa pebbles on top of it. Uh, little chocolate drizzle on the side of the cup. Delicious. Great, great little beverage. Um, I'm going to put it for now. Hmm. I'm going to put it at 24. I'm leaving one space in between pineapple and vanilla Dole Whip floater in this. But I am putting this higher than the Dole Whip floater. Because this was, this was quite good. And now we get into... Okay, time to drink around the world. Time to, time to go crazy. Time to go stupid. Um, and I did. The avocado margarita from Mexico. This is like the margarita people talk about from Mexico. And there, there's a... T keep in mind, didn't... I'm not scratching the surface with how much food is available. Just in Epcot. I'm not even scratching the surface. Like, I tried... Yes, I tried 111 different things at Disney World over the course of a week. When I say there are thousands of different things you could try at Disney, I'm not exaggerate thousands like you would have you would have to live there to eventually try all of these foods i will i will say i think i did pretty solid um compiling this list and i don't know of anybody i've never seen a list and i did a lot of searching before the trip and after the trip of a ranking with this many different things on it all at once but there's really no common thread between all these things outside of these were foods that i ate so whatever um, the avocado margarita. I was excited to try this. Um, I love margaritas. My drink of choice. Anytime. I, I will drink a margarita any time of the day. Anywhere. Any flavor. This was the creamiest avocado or creamiest margarita I've ever had. Which is, I've never had a, any margarita I would consider creamy. But this one was. This one had the consistency of a pina colada. Uh, the avocado did come through. I, and again, common thread with all of these alcoholic drinks. All incredibly boozy. Um, from here on out for the rest of Epcot. Incredibly boozy. And some of them were just liquor, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, this was good. Your mileage may vary on this. Even if you like margaritas and avocados... I could see you not liking this solely because of uh, texture. Because it is weird. It is like a... I don't want to say milky, because I hate milk. <laughs> but milky texture. Milky consistency. That was odd. Um, So you, you may... You know, again, your mileage may vary. Uh, also, 17 fucking dollars. <laughs> um... Which, funnily enough, was the cheaper of the two drinks we got at this place. Uh, again, I, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, for going on a score, probably like a 6-8. Maybe. We'll call it a 6-8. I'm going to put it just a singular spot above our Polynesian Mai Tai. I'm putting it at 60, I guess. Polynesian Mai Tai at 61. This is going at 60. Avocado 
Margarita. Um, it was it was good. Not seventeen dollars good, but no drink is, you know. Uh and I have this in a different order on my list, but I want to go ahead. My wife ordered what was called a black magic, which is a drink supposedly created by Neil Patrick Harris. And it is a blackberry and sage margarita is what it is. 21 fucking dollars. Uh, Which should just piss you off. Because it did me. Especially when she was like, I don't know what I'm going to order. And then she orders literally the most expensive drink on the fucking menu of this fucking trip. And uh, she didn't like it. But I don't blame her because I also did not like it. Um, I don't. I don't want to be too harsh on it. Um, it was fine, but twenty one dollars for a frozen drink is a fucking hard sell. I'm putting this once. I'm putting this one spot above the broccolini. This is gonna. This is definitely gonna be at the tail end of our list, and I could probably be convinced to switch this to broccolini, but no one's here to convince me. Um, it's all me, baby. So, yeah. So, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, that we spent 40 fucking dollars on two drinks. Also, this place is in, like, the main, I don't even know what you want to call it, like, temple in the Me- in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. And it's, like, a little hidden tequila bar. Well, it's not hidden. But it's, like to the side of this shopping floor, this little tequila bar, and you literally, like, they take orders from, like, six people at a time, and you're at a bar, and they're just like, okay, here you go. Here's your drink. And then, but, like a bar, you're like, all right, what's your tip? And you're just like, Christ, okay. Uh, Which I I don't mind tipping at all. I'm a great tipper. Ask anybody. Uh, It's just a lot at Disney World. (laughs) Um, But I did tip. Uh, but yeah, so it ended up being like 45 fucking dollars for two drinks, which just gets my blood boiling. Uh, up next is a uh, a bit of a fan favorite with the uh, Epcot Flower Festival foods. It was uh, the, the Taco Vampiro, which is like a birria style taco, has a little cheese crust on it. It's got some, you know, meat in it. Here's where I stand on it. It is an incredibly small bite. I I could have ate this in one bite, um, but I didn't. But you could eat this in one bite, and it's nine dollars for one taco. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not even like a normal size taco. It is it is a pretty small taco. Uh, there's again, there's a picture of this on my Twitter. So you can go look at it, or just search Taco Vampiro, and you can see how fucking small this is. And that's going to hold it back. Flavor-wise, great. Um, But again, you can conceivably eat this in a singular bite. Um, And I think for that reason, we're going to go... Let's try out 61. Let's try it out. No! Let's try out 63. Let's try it out. Taco. And I, again, the flavor of this may end up carrying it actually quite a bit higher. 
but it nine dollars for a bite kind of sucks um up next all of these were from the same little booth the brunch cot booth uh actually the same booth as the joffrey's uh cold brew but uh yeah here's here's the food for that um the avocado toast it was avocado toast with your little you know your little tomatoes on it it was really good though uh, i mean you you could tell it was fresh it wasn't like oh let's squeeze this fucking avocado to go crap on it like it, i mean it was for, people were in the booth cutting up avocados mate and making the spread um perfectly seasoned great piece of bread uh on it and i'm probably overrating it because i already love avocado toast so much but we're gonna slip on number 35 here um and then to kind of follow up on that we also tried and again keep in mind it's not like i was eating all of this by myself please I, please um, the Locks Benedict on everything focaccia, focaccia, I can't pronounce it, bread. So good. Um, I'd never had actual Locks before, believe it or not. It's just doesn't happen much in the South. Uh, we, I, well, I say that. We did just get a new bagel shop I haven't had the chance to go to yet. But this had it. This also had capers on it, which I fucking hate capers. But these were good. So maybe I've just had bad capers forever, or maybe now I just like capers. No one really knows. But these were good. Um, I actually like this a little bit more than the avocado toast, not a whole bunch more. Um, so I think we're going to slip on number 33 here. The locks, the locks Benny. On everything. Focaccia. And uh, up next, uh, this brunch cot booth was amazing. This is exclusive to the Flower Festival. If you go to Disney within the next, before 4th of July, you ha have to absolutely stop at this booth. Um, everything at this booth is amazing. I tried everything at this booth besides the shrimp and grits, which my brother-in-law actually got. He said they were phenomenal. Uh, I kind of hate that I didn't get them, but you know, this was early in the day. I didn't want to overdo it. Um, the fried cinnamon roll bites with candied bacon. Imagine the, the Taco Bell Cinnabon balls. A little bigger, <laughs> a little bigger, a little more cream in them <laughs> with candied bacon on top. And then a little cream drizzled on top. And that's what these were. So, you know, also better texture that not as chewy, like actually had like a, a cinnamon roll texture. Um, I'm trying to think of what a good spot for these would be. We're going to put them at 38. Bites with candied bacon. And again, I, I could I could see that going a little higher. I could obviously see it go a little lower. Um, but they were good. Now, up next, I almost didn't get, um, but my sister ordered it and she didn't like it, so I drank it. The Fruit Loop Shake, non-alcoholic. Um, holy crap! So it's blue. I, I don't know why. It's blue, and it's got Fruit Loops on top. If you don't like Fruit Loops, you're obviously not going to like this. 
I love Fruit Loops. This tastes like Fruit Loops. This was Fruit Loops. This was good. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, but yeah, great, great consistency. Like perfect milkshakey consistency. God, it was so good. I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't want to. I don't want to overrate stuff too early. But like again, it's my list at the end of the day. Um, we're gonna go seventeen for now. Fruit Fruit Loop Shake. Uh, at seventeen, it, it was it was that good. Um, and and that is the cool thing about Epcot. Most of these alcoholic drinks I'm going to get into. There is like a a non-alcoholic variant of it that you could get and pretty much get the same experience. Um, I think you could actually have gotten this Fruit Loop shakes with the Fruit Loop shake with a shot of something in it. Don't quote me on that, but um, I don't think it would have been as good as as just this version. And again, if you are at Disney World in the next four months, three, well, three months, you got to stop by Brunch Cot in general. Uh, just super high ceiling or super high floor of how good the food is. Like everything there is at least good. But this Fruit Loop shake is uh, pretty essential. It's really good. Uh, I also tried an orange tempura chicken or sorry, orange tempura shrimp, which was done like an orange chicken, except instead of chicken, it was tempura shrimp. That's pretty much it. Um, it is going to go a little bit lower just because it wasn't fully covered. But I, I didn't hate it. So, like, you know. So I'm going to go 90. It, it just wasn't special. It was good. Um, pretty, And um, you get, like, pretty big pieces. And you get, like, five or six pieces for, like, six bucks. So, again... Um, a little Disney hack for all of you. If you're going to Disney World, you do not need to go to restaurants. You can just eat at these little grab-and-go places. And most of the time, it is significantly cheaper than even, like, regular food back at home. Now, there are some circumstances where it's not. But for the most part. Okay. So, back on our little Epcot adventure. I, I tried a drink called the Tang Dynasty. Um... And at this point, we're in China. I'm I'm trying to remember. This was like a cherry sort of deal, but the big like selling point was that it had bo boba pearls in it. Um, so it was like a alcoholic boba tea, but it wasn't tea. It was it was alcohol. It was pretty good. Not my favorite drink of the day. Um, in fact, probably one of my least favorite drinks. Of the day. Um, definitely liked it more in Black Magic though. But like 85 seems like a solid spot for it. And then the Crab Ragoons from the same booth. These were not special. These were literally just Crab Ragoons. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, so I think for those we're going to go 100. Again, not, not bad. Just they were literally Crab Ragoons. Um, not a not a whole bunch to say. If you've had crab ragoons before, that that's them. Um, and not even like the best crab ragoons I've ever had. They were just crab ragoons. Uh, at this point, I'm like, you know what sounds good? A non-alcoholic drink. Uh, so I got a frozen lemonade. And I was looking at my pictures. I have no recollection of drinking the frozen lemonade. But it's just it's just a frozen lemonade. 
Um, no, it was good. I would say I liked it more than the Crab Ragoons, um, probably. Uh, so we're going to put it at... Uh, mm, I liked it more than the Tang Dynasty. Let's go 84. Um, again, it was frozen lemonade. I, I remember tasting it after seeing the picture. It was just... It had no discernible, like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life effect on me. So... I just didn't remember it until I was putting together this list. I'm like, why did I get eliminated? Um, and then up next, going through Germany. Uh, so if you don't know, like during these little festivals, they do like these. Um, oh, here's a little scavenger hunt for you. If you try these foods, you can get stamps. Uh, and if you collect five of these stamps, you can go to this booth and get like a free treat. So uh, we did that. Uh, so this place had a potato pancake with applesauce. I love latkes. Um, so I was like, I got to try this. This was phenomenal. Excellent, excellent texture on the potato pancake. The applesauce, this wasn't like Mott's. This wasn't like a sweet little kid applesauce. This was like an apple chutney that looked like applesauce. It was so good. Paired perfectly with the potato pancake. Um, one of the sleeper hits of this whole trip. I'm trying to think. I'm going to put it at 11 for now. Yeah, I'm going to put it at 11. Pretty much all these things that are going to go in the top 15 are a number one contender. Um, but I really need to see all of them listed as such before getting into the final rankings but yeah phenomenal uh, i was a little disappointed so the the drink everybody said you needed to try at if you're not a beer drinker which i'm not in the germany pavilion it's not a pavilion it's a whole area like it's huge epcot's fucking i'd walk 10 miles on epcot day um was the chocolate a shot of the chocolate mozart which they did not have because they said it wasn't in season yet here we are in march and they had pumpkin spice, which was weird. Um, so I tried it. It was good. Uh, I've never really had a pumpkin spice liqueur before, especially a as a shot. But it was pretty solid. Um, pretty solid. Um, I guess we should compare it to the other drink <laughs> I got there, which was uh, there was like a group in front of us. And they had just and I'm sorry, I don't know what it's called because I didn't buy it. Um, but it was, it's an apple beverage. They bought like six bottles of it and they were like, you have to try this. And I was like, Oh, what's it called? They were like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then they ordered me what I've labeled the apple shot. This was really good. The apple shot was better than the pumpkin spice Mo Mozart. So I am glad I got it. Cause it was like really good. Um, I do wish I could have tried the chocolate one, especially cause I've heard the chocolate one just tastes like. Yoohoo. The pumpkin spice one tasted like... Mm, imagine if somebody gave you a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks and then replaced all the coffee with alcohol. Everything else was the same, though. <laughs> and and that was that. Um, So, we're going to put pumpkin spice Mozart like... Mm, well, I didn't hate it more than the Polynesian Mai Tai. We're going to put it at 50... 
59, I guess. 57. Yeah, let's put it at 57. Because Polynesian Mai Tai is at 59. But then this, the Apple Shot. Um, it's going to go a little bit higher. Apple Shot, we're going we're gonna to place at 49. And again, if if anybody knows what this mystery drink, and it's probably available in other places, I assume this isn't. I mean, obviously, I'm sure the Mozart is. Um, I just don't know what it is. I it had to be some German branded apple liquor. Um, but it was it was quite good. Um, highly recommend it. Just go into the place at Epcot and say apple shot. They know what you're talking about. Um, limoncello. Sticky keys. Limoncello. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've ever had limoncello before this. I don't think I had, but it was pretty good. Um, Not much to say about it. It was just limoncello. So, I mean, it was good. I, I kind of wish I would have got the orange cello as well. Just to try it. And also because I typically like orange more than lemon. Um... But this was still good. I think we're going to go 43, and this could drop, like, kind of significantly. But that's, I, I, I actively liked it. Um, and then we go in, now we're in the America booth. Um, I got the Bayou Punch. So it, it's kind of weird because the America booth, like, their flower festival thing is, like, also kind of doubles as a Mardi Gras thing. So the the three things I got from here was the Bayou Punch, the Banana Foster's Bread Pudding, which we'll get into in just a second, and a Crawfish Pie. The Bayou Punch was okay. It was, I love rum, too rummy for me. Um, and I think for that reason, we're going to, we're going to put it below the Joffrey's coffee cocktail, but we're going to put it above, like, the Polynesian Mai Tai and the avocado margarita and stuff. We're, we're going to put it at 54 for now. And that's going to go there. Um, but I want to talk about some of this food. Let's talk about this food for a minute. Come closer. Let's talk about this food. This banana Foster's bread pudding was absolutely phenomenal. Keep in mind, at this point of the day, we've been in Epcot for, like, six hours. At this point, um, this was still phenomenal, absolutely amazing. Um, better than the Ohana bread pudding, not the best bread pudding I've ever had. Um, that distinction still, if you've listened to our um, the hunts when me, Colton Winslow went to Huntsville and did an actual AYCH episode for that, I talk about the best bread pudding I've ever had there. Go listen to that. This is probably a kind of distant but still incredible second. Um, this banana Foster's bread pudding. I, I liked it, sni not significantly more, but I liked it more than the Ohana bread pudding. Um, so this is probably going to go pretty high. This doesn't probably make my upper echelon of stuff. Mm, I'm going to put it one spot below the honey coriander wings, so at 31. But uh, that could change. Banana Foster's bread pudding. And now we got to talk about this crawfish pie. I still don't really know what it was. Well, uh, yeah, I do. It's pretty much a crawfish etouffee with, like, a biscuit topper. Kind of like a 
crop well i guess it is a crawfish pie it's pretty similar to chicken pot pie but the filling is a crawfish etouffee and the top was like the best biscuit you've ever had in your life um i love crawfish i love like the whole cajun deal (laughs) of food this was phenomenal i I wish i could have eaten like 10 of these uh they were that good i'm gonna put this at nine we're we're this is a top 10 this is this is a number one contender um but yeah it's it's phenomenal if you like want to eat one food per booth at epcot um and if you go during this flower and i there are new foods coming out like every couple of weeks for the flower festival so you know obviously i can only speak on what i actually tried you need to try this crawfish pie especially if you never had crawfish It's that good. Again, solid number one contender. All right. And now we're getting in to a little bit of hummus territory. Uh, this was at Morocco. Yes. Yeah. Morocco? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, because I'm like, how did we... Because apparently we went to Morocco, and then we went to Japan, but then we backtracked and went back to Morocco to go to France? I don't know. Whatever. But I tried these three hummuses, and they had like a hummus flight uh, in Morocco. Uh, It was an original hummus, which is just like straight-up chickpea hummus, nothing special. They had a beet hummus and an avocado maybe lime there was definitely a citrus in there it had to be lime avocado hummus um i love hummus hate beets love avocados the beet hummus was the best hummus out of these three i don't know what fucking magic they did to the beet to make it taste good but they did it and they did it well so beet hummus uh, it's definitely a top 30. We're going to put beet hummus at 28. Um, Avocado hummus was not bad. Avo- uh, like Very, very good. If I would have tried just the avocado hummus separately, I would have came away very impressed. Um, We're going to put it 51. And then, and even the regular hummus was quite good. Uh, just didn't. Well, I hit my mic. Sorry if you heard that. Let me let me make sure I didn't mute. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, was quite good. It just it, it's hummus. Like if you've had hummus before, you have had this hummus. Um, so for that reason, it's just going to go a little bit lower, like in into the salad, frozen lemonade territory of just it didn't do anything. For me, uh, 95. <laughs> and uh, this was with uh, pita, just like some pita bread, um, which we're not going to rank because it was just pita bread. Uh, let's see. And then I had the drink everybody talks about from Japan, the Violet Sake. So good. Um, you definitely need to like well you know i say that i don't think you need to like sake you need to have tried sake before you try this because sake has such a weird texture not a texture consistency it's weird it's like thick water 
Um, but this was quite good. The the violet sake. I would I would say a con- maybe a contender for best drink of Epcot. Um, God, it was really good. I'm gonna put it into this group number sixteen. It's gonna be like right here by the orange sunshine wine slushy and the fruit loop shake. Um, and I don't even know what order I'm gonna settle on for those. But yeah. Uh, also, I had a uh, pomegranate mimosa, which I've never had a pomegranate mimosa before. It was really good. I had like actual like pomegranate seeds in it. It was really good, really refreshing. By f- far the most refreshing mimosa I've ever had. Like, but still had the tartness you want with the mimosa. But also, <laughs> and Riley kept saying, "Oh, you know, whatever. Like, you don't have to." This had such a heavy pour of champagne, so heavy, um, and they give it to you in like a little plastic champagne flute. So it's like quite a lot, and it was a very heavy full pour, a little bit of pomegranate juice, and then the pomegranate seeds. Very, very, very good. Um, I'm trying to think. I want. I'm gonna put it at 29 for now. No, I lied. 27. I'm if you're wondering why I keep going back on these numbers, it's uh because the way I have the sheet set up, I need to add one to the actual number that's beside it, and sometimes accidentally or I need to subtract one, but sometimes accidentally add. All right. Now this. This is going to surprise quite a few of you. The oxtail and rice. Uh you we got this at a booth between Morocco and France. Holy crap. That's really all I can say about it. Absolutely incredible. And again, keep it, at this point, we're about eight hours into our Epcot day. So freaking good. I mean, delicious. Like, expertly braised oxtail. The rice, amazing. The spices, amazing. Spicy, smoky, sweet. Everything you could want. Um, and for that reason, this is, we're putting this at five for now. This could, this could end up one. I'll just go ahead and say, this is a strong one contender, but so good. Highly recommend. It's at literally like a fucking corner of like, I'm so, the only reason we saw it is because it's part of the flower and garden festival and there was a sign um but if that sign was not there you would not see this booth but so good so freaking good up next i had a little detour into um france yes again france france yeah okay uh (laughs) like i just separated from the rest of the group i'm like i gotta go do my own thing uh, I got this goat cheese croissant. It had a like a fancy like Disney name. Don't remember it, but it 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 was a goat cheese croissant. It was delicious. Uh, if you don't like goat cheese, you will not like this. Um, but since I love goat cheese, I love this. Um, it's gonna go pretty high. Uh, we're gonna put it one spot above the Lox Benny, everything focaccia. Because it was that good. And now, another contender for best drink I had at Epcot. 
was the rosé slushy. I hate rosé. I do not like rosé. I don't know what I would love to know what brand of rosé they used for the slushy or what else they added to this cuz there's no way it could have just been rosé and ice because I hate rosé. But if this was just rosé and ice, I got to know this brand cuz I will start drinking rosé cuz this was that good. This might be my shocker of the whole trip, just because, again, I hate rosé. I got it because it's like a special exclusive drink, FOMO, you know, whatever. Um, but fuck, this was good. <laughs> um, we're going to go 13. This could sneak into the top 10. I don't think this is a one contender. Um, Actually, hold on. Here we go. Mmm... Did I like it more than the orange sunshine wine slushy? I don't think I did. So we're actually going to move the orange sunshine wine slushy up to 14 and then put the rose slushy at 15. Um yeah. They're they're that close though. Both phenomenal. Uh and you don't really get like the alcoholy of the rose of the rosé. I I don't know how they did it. It was amazing. Um, up next, we're in, we're in the UK. Um, sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when you make me record by myself. Oh, well, nobody made me. I I did this. This was voluntary. Um, we got the fish and chips from the UK booth. Um, and at this point, I have separated some of the fries we have gotten because, you know, you might be surprised. All the fries at Disney World, not the same. Not even close to the same. Um, so I have separated Fish UK and UK Chips. I know. One dish, two rankings. Is it fair? Fuck if I know. But the fish was quite good. Um, the malt vinegar was essential, but I think that's essential with most pod. Um, we had some ducks join us for the meal. Was cool. There's fucking ducks everywhere at Epcot. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, so the fish, I mean, it wasn't like amazing. Like I've had better fried fish, but like this was really good. Mm, let's see. We really don't have anything in like this in the seventy to ninety range. I'm trying. I'm just looking at what we got there already. I definitely like the fish more than the Taco Vampiro because they huge pieces of fish too um but i don't know if i like the fish more than any meat from ohana so we're gonna put the fish at 60 fish uk that seems right now the chips were incredible the the fries they're fries and they, there was not lace these were fries but these were awesome fries i'm actually gonna put the fries a little bit higher we're going to put the fries at 52. Um, they were good. This was really good. Uh, th 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 this has to be like the thing you get from the UK booth. Um, it's, it's that good. It's super hot, super fresh. Um, up next was the only drink. Okay, so the UK pavilion isn't like gigantic. It's probably the smallest section of all of Epcot, which is kind of funny. Um... So there's like an actual like tavern in the UK section, which had an extraordinarily long wait. I'm like, I'm not waiting there. So, but they had like a little bar to go outside of it. 
and they had drinks you could get. So I don't think this drink in particular is like a UK. It may, it may come from the UK. I don't know. Um, it was a pear cider. I don't remember what I want to say it was ace, which I've had a cider before. It's very good. Um, but at this point we're like 10 hours into Epcot. I'm like 10 drinks in and like nine miles. And I'm real fucking Iron Man here. Um, it was good. I, re- I remember it being quite good. I just don't remember if it was Ace or just another brand. Um, though it's de- it's definitely above the Polynesian Mai Tai, Avocado Margarita, Mozart. But I I don't think it's mm, it's better than the Bayou Punch. Mm, yeah, it, I, I would say it's better than the Joffrey's Cold Brew simply because it's more refreshing. But it wasn't as good as the Apple Shot. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to move the Apple Shot up one to 48. And then Pear Cider is going to 49. Um, and then I had poutine for the first time from Canada fun is that it was good um great fries again vastly different fries than like anywhere else we ate at at epcot um but this may surprise you not the best poutine like thing i ate on the trip and we'll get to that in a minute um but this was good i'm trying to think where i want to put it i'm gonna put this at 18 no 19 poutine but it was good highly recommend it uh the frozen mojito um not great but also i do not like mojitos it was just the only alcoholic beverage (laughs) at the booth we get the poutine from and we're i'm so tired at this point i'm like uh, just give me something give me across the finish line um like fuck i don't 107 (laughs) shit (laughs) like it it, i i will say i liked it better than regular mojitos simply because it was from um and this was this was probably our warmest day at disney it was like 85 which still like great florida weather for this time of year um but yeah first mojito go in there and then um this is God, I can't remember the name of the booth. It's it's like a honeybee booth. Uh, honey is like the theme. Honey and oranges is like the theme for the Flower and Garden Festival this year. And I got something called the Pollinator Pollinator Flatbread, which was quite good. Let me pull up what's actually on it, because it's a lot of like honey-based things. Pollinator Flatbread. Like, there's... Shit, like, edible flowers, and... Okay, let me... Okay, it's at the Honey Bistro. Haha. Hosted by the National Honey Board. Um... <laughs> well, this doesn't even say what's on it. Oh, read more. Okay, pollinator flatbread. <sighs> Load. Please! Please, I'm trying to do a podcast here. Okay. That's an awful quality picture. Here we go. Okay, the pollinator flatbread. 
honey whipped mascarpone, honey caramelized onions, a blueberry crusty. I don't even know what that means. Um, they were just blueberries. Whatever. Prosciutto, honey whipped goat cheese, arugula, honey vinaigrette, and actual bee pollen was on this thing. Um, and it was good. It was really good. Um, this was the last thing of the day I ate. But it was good. I'm trying to think where I want to put it. Um, I will say your mileage will vary on this. I'm just... Hmm. We're going to go 37. I liked it more than the fried cinnamon roll bites, but then looking at, like, this food kind of in this top 30 territory, I don't think I liked it more than any of those. I'm going to put the pollinator flatbread from the Honey Bistro. 37. Let's do that. All right. So that's like the meat of our list is Epcot. And we actually do go back to Epcot at some point. I ate a few more things from Epcot. But we'll get there in a bit. I'm trying to think if I need to take a break. Or just let's power through this thing. I don't even know how long. I've been recording for... Ooh, okay, let's keep going. Let's do it. Okay. Magic Kingdom, baby. Uh, first thing I eat at Magic Kingdom, sausage gravy tater tots. Incredible. Some of the, My wife makes an excellent sausage gravy. This was like on that tier of sausage gravy. And then you just cover tater tots in it? I mean, come on. How How is that not going to be good? I think solely because it's just... I mean, it's not... God, they were so good, though. We're going to put it at 12 for now. This could slip into the top 10. This could be a number one contender. Um, I just really, I got to do some digging with myself to decide, do I really want to put gravy smothered tater tots at one? And the answer may shock you. Uh, the breakfast sandwich from the same place. Uh, good, not great. Uh, the croissant it was on was... Not hard, but all it's like ashy. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like it was covered in flour. I know bread does that, but it, like it wasn't crunchy, but st it was flaky, but way too flaky. Like not, not good sandwich bread. And that is gonna hurt it here. We're gonna go seventy. Right. It had a. It was a bacon, bacon egg cheese. Uh, not Akiway though. Definitely not Akiway. Let me strike through you. I had a spicy chicken sandwich at Magic Kingdom. That was incredible. It had a, uh, like a pickle slaw on it. Um, not your traditional coleslaw that you would pair with that. Like, if, if this was a spicy chicken sandwich in the midst of the spicy chicken sandwich wars, I would say the only real contender this has is a Wendy's and a Popeye's. Like, it's it's that good. Um, Probably just misses out. Let's see. Let's look at some more of our... Oh, man, I don't know. It was really good. I, li I definitely liked it more than the poutine, but, like, I don't think I liked it more than, like, the... 
the orange the the wine slushies or mm, I'm trying to think. Mm, I'm thinking about putting violet sake uh below the Fruit Loop shake, and then putting this. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're putting spicy chicken sandwich at sixteen. And then we're moving Violet Sake to 18 below the Fruit Loop Shake. Because the more I sit on that, I think I did like the Fruit Loop Shake more than the Sake. Not to say the Sake wasn't good. It was just that Fruit Loop Shake was really good. Um, and then we found the, the Spring Roll Cart. Everybody talks about this. It's like right outside of Adventureland and Magic Kingdom. They have uh, the Cheeseburger Spring Roll. And they have like their 50th anniversary Spring Roll right now, which is the Pastrami one. Oh, it's like Pastrami and stuff is it's really good they're both really good i was disappointed they didn't sometimes they have a pizza spring roll i would have liked to have tried that uh because i've i've had like a reuben spring roll before the pastrami one kind of similar but both really good um i think i god i don't know they were both good i think i i like the cheeseburger one just a smidge more um, let's go down here. Yeah, like, I'm I'm thinking cheeseburger 41, pastrami 42, right below Ohana bread. I think, I think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, the, that's what we're doing. I feel like I'm getting, like, stuff. My office is extremely cold. Like, by far the coldest room in our house. And I feel like just talking this much is making my sinuses act up. My sinuses have been buck wild since we've got back from Disney World just because Florida has no pollen. Alabama has all of it. So I've been like <laughs> a little TMI here. I've been blowing out like fucking blood clots. <laughs> Not really, but like just blood from my nose. Um, it's quite gross. Uh, next uh riley found like these smothered chicken tenders just randomly she actually went to get popcorn um which i'm not ranking the popcorn because popcorn comes from all different booths it, it'd be unfair but riley did do one of the souvenir popcorn buckets where you get like two dollar refills forever um it, it was consistently good popcorn but like it just doesn't seem fair to rate it but it was good. But she was looking for popcorn and came back with smothered chicken tenders. Had like a great cheese sauce on it, bacon bits, fresh scallions, and like they were good chicken tenders. Um, yeah, they were quite, they were really good now that I think about it. Uh, I'm thinking about where I want to put them. I think we're going to go 34. They They were really good. Um... And it could have been just the time of day. This was the one day it, like, rained on us a little. Um, not much, but, it, but, you know, a little. Uh, up next, I think this had a specific name, and I really want to... Mm. Oh, the I Lava You Float? Which was, it's like an orange Dole Whip, and then it has, like, a passion fruit fruit syrup on... Or, no, it, sorry, it wasn't passion fruit. It was just what they called fruit syrup. It was red. Um, a fruit syrup, Pop Rocks, and it's in Strawberry Fanta. Amazing. This is the way you need to eat Dole Whip. This was so good. This is, this is a top 10. This is a number one contender. Um, 
and I remember while eating it, I was like, this may be my favorite thing we've had at Disney World so far. Keep in mind, this is only our second full day at Disney. This was Monday. Um, I'm going to put it at three. I don't know if it drops. It could. But, um, yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it was so good. And again, a lot like with these non-alcoholic drinks, this was like six bucks. Like, and it's a lot. Um, up next is a curry hummus. Um, we ordered from Three Bridges, which is a place attached to the Coronado Springs, which is where we stayed. It was good. Uh, let me let me rephrase the curry. The actual curry hummus was great, but it had a tzatziki sauce on it that I was not a fan of. Um, which I don't know if. The, since we ordered it to go, I don't know if the tzatziki sauce went on top. I don't. I don't want to hold that against it because this was just curry so curry hummus with the pita. I don't want to hold that against it, so uh, I'm not. Um, but this the curry hummus wasn't as good as the beet hummus, but it was better than the other two hummuses. I'm trying to see avocado hummus. We have at 51. So yeah, we're probably gonna put curry hummus like 46. And again, I, I don't know. There's probably another curry hummus on Disney property somewhere, but this one was from Three Bridges attached to the Coronado. Okay, so up next. It was like we're in a new day now. We're at Disney Springs. So all this is Disney Springs. You actually don't even have to have a park pass to go to Disney Springs. It's just like tourist trap heaven, whatever. Um, and I got caught in it. But there was a place there called the Daily Poutine that had several different kinds of poutines. They had a Korean barbecue poutine. Incredible. I don't even know if you can call it poutine or they're just fries at that point. Like, it, to be poutine do, does it not have to be the beef gravy, the cheese curds, and, and the fries. Um, this had, like, a sweet pork on it and kimchi and, like, a spicy mayo situation. This is also, again, another number one contender. Um... We're going to put it at four. And again, we're really going to... This top ten is going to be contentious. But man, it was good. It was so good. Um, And then we went to Splitsville, which was like the place my mom wanted to eat at because she saw a sushi roll that they had there. And my mom doesn't even really like sushi a ton. Especially not raw fish sushi, but she wanted to go there. So we went. Um, I got a frozen drink flight, which came with a pina colada, a red rum runner, and a wave runner, which was blue. Um, pina colada was solid. Thinking back on it, not the best, not the worst pina colada I've ever had. Um, I'd probably put it 60s, we'll just, we'll, we'll place it, what is it, 64? We'll put it at 64 for now. Um, the rum runner, I finished it. I did not actively care for it. Um, but I didn't want to waste. Um, so we're going to put, we're going to put it above frozen mojito, but not by much. We're going to put it at like 105. And then the rum, the wave runner, sorry, the blue one, uh, was the best drink of this trio. Um, but again, it didn't like knock my socks off or anything. I'm going to put it one spot above the pumpkin spice Mozart. We're going to put it at 56. Um, 
yeah, so not nothing too crazy there, but I do think that's the way to get a drink at this place. Because this frozen drink flight came with like three 12 ounce drinks for like $21. And then one 16 ounce version of one of these drinks would have been like 16 bucks. So it's just the, to me, smarter way to do it. Buffalo chicken egg rolls, great. Um, if not, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel here. But I mean, they were, you know, we're going solely on taste, we're not going on creativity. Uh, these buffalo chicken egg rolls were gr- really good. Like, yeah, I'd probably put them just below the garlic chili pork dumplings from Ohana. Well, yeah, we'll go 20, 21. Buffalo chicken egg rolls. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, And then I got a the Firehouse Pizza from Splitsville. We're still at Splitsville. Um, had huge chunks of buffalo chicken on it, like a little bit of spice, had like a buffalo sauce, a blue cheese drizzle, and it was like a funky blue cheese, which I'm a fan of. Um, Quite good. Even better the next day, which I think does give it a few points. Trying to think where... I don't think this makes top 10, but it's it's pretty damn close. Um, We're going to go 13 on it. Uh, but it was, it was good. Uh, definitely gets a little added boost just because like any great pizza, it was phenomenal. Still the great, the next day. So up next, these next three, none of these are exclusive to Disney at all, but from what I can tell, and let me, let me just verify here. So it's called salt and straw, which you may be familiar with one of your bougier ice cream locations in the country. And yeah, I'm looking. There is locations in Miami, Seattle, North Carolina, uh, Disney World and Disneyland, LA, and fucking Oregon. Some random ass places. Um, So there's really... Going on to Di- like going to Disney Springs is one of the only places you can get this. Like it looks like there's less than fifteen of these in the well. There's five in Seattle. It looks like there's less than twenty of these in the country, and you can get it shipped to you. But uh, I don't know if you've ordered ice cream online before. Uh, that was a bad habit I ran into during like the initial COVID lockdown was ordering Jenny's, and that's how I found Jenny's, which is very good ice cream. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be ranking these flavors a little bit. Pots of, so right now they have, uh, like a cereal, like sort of limited time deal. And I got two of those, um, pots of gold and rainbow is a cereal milk ice cream. Um, uh, here, here, let me just read you the description. For this legendary favorite, we hand sort the luck from the charms, steeping the whole grain cereal in cream for that bottom of the bowl sweetened milk before stirring in mountains of rainbow mallows. Marshmallows, I don't know why they, they couldn't have just said that. Um, I fucking love cereal milk ice cream. I think that is like the one of the better food trends of the last decade. Uh, people just being like, what if we made cereal milk ice cream? It's fucking incredible. Uh, the milk brand, 
Uh, you can get it at Whole Foods and Publix. And I actually think they're in Target now. Also great. But cereal milk ice cream is like my guilty pleasure. It's so good. Every, every time. I've never had a cereal milk ice cream I didn't like love. This is like the best version I've ever had. And I'm not even like a huge Lucky Charms person. But like this was incredible. I mean with the consist- the texture of the marshmallows. The consistency of the marshmallows. The great cereal milk base. It was just, it was so good. It was amazing. Like, I, I like I, I don't know what else to add outside of, like, I have, I'm waiting for my tax return to order this, <laughs> to get it shipped to my house, because the ice cream is that good. I don't think salt and straw is available in stores, at least not he- anywhere here. I don't, I don't know if they do that sort of thing. Um... But definitely not here. So, like, the only way I could get this is either going back to fucking Disney, driving up to North Carolina, which would be the next closest place, or just ordering it online. And that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, Salt and Straw, please hit me up. Please. I'm begging. Um, but this was phenomenal. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this at one for now. Um, this This was just out of this world um, amazing like i like i've had some great ice creams i am an ice cream fiend this is probably one of the best flavors of ice cream i've ever had if not the best but then i had this other flavor cornflakes cookies or cornflake cookies with marionberry jam i'm going to read you their description for that when cornflakes go rogue, we turned one of our favorite cereals, cornflakes, on its head and into toasty brown butter cornflake cookies. By browning the butter, we reach unparalleled caramelized proportions that just can't be reached with regular butter alone. Then we crumble them all into multi cereal flecked ice cream, adding gobs of marionberry jam. I don't even know what the fuck a marionberry is, if it's real. I don't know whizzing past and you got a flavor that's gone completely off the rails and let me tell you it was fucking crazy because this was also really good um not as good as the pots of gold uh but what is but this was really good um god i'm trying hmm. i ran into a i mean it was really good god I'm gonna put it at eight. Like it, it, it. What? Both of these flavors, but the the pots of golden rainbows. I'm just gonna go out and say is like a legitimate ten. Like in the list of ice cream flavors of my head, like a ranking I've never put down on paper. Pots of golden rainbows is a legitimate ten. Cornflakes or cornflake cookies with marionberry jam is like a strong heavy nine. Maybe even like a nine, like nine two nine three. It's 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 that good. Um. So salt and straw, if you're listening, please come a come a little bit closer. Da, 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 please. Um. And then I had a sample of a flavor just because it caught. Caught my fancy. Sorry, I hit the mic again. Uh, let me make sure I didn't fuck anything up. Uh, yeah, we're good. Hello? Yeah, we're good. 
the, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, the Arbiquina olive oil ice cream from Salt and Straw. I want to I want to see if maybe I can get a uh, description of that flavor, just because it's so. I mean, it's unique. I mean, it's it's olive oil ice cream. I I want to see if I can get like what it actually is. A simple combination, thanks to incredible so Oregon olive oil. So I, maybe this is from like this is an Oregon brand. I, I was under the assumption it was New York. Uh, we love an, enhancing its tropical grassy flavors and rich buttery texture in ice cream. Made with Durant Olive Mills Arbiquina Extra Virgin Olive Oil. And then, notes from the Ice Cream Lab. Believe it or not, ice cream is one of the best ways to fully appreciate the flavor of high-quality olive oil. I'll get to that in a second. The sweet, simple richness of cream and sugar is the perfect backdrop to let grassy, tropical flavors do their thing. For a real nerd alert, most ice creams contain just one type of fat, butter fat from dairy. But in this case, the olive joins the fun. Technically, they don't actually combine, but because they're frozen, they hold together in a group hug, creating a lush texture halfway between creamy silky. Um, and that's true. I've never had an ice cream with this sort of texture in it, just because I guess I've never had an ice cream, I've never really even thought about this, with two different fats. Um, it is, it is weird, um, but it's really, really good. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could, you know, I say that, and I've had some weird ice cream, like, I have, uh, that Van Lugin, Legend, whatever, Grey Poupon ice cream in my freezer right now, it's like the Dijon, it's the Grey Poupon ice cream base with, like, pretzel pieces in it, it's, it's pretty solid, but as far as, like, weird savory sort of ice creams go, like, this olive oil ice cream takes the cake, and it, what's weird is that it's savory, but still sweet in a way you want ice cream to be. Um, like it's, I'm trying to think where I want to put it. It's going above pomegranate mimosa, below pineapple and vanilla Dole Whip floater. We're going 26 on it. It was that good. Um, but if you've got nothing else from this, you got to try salt and straw ice cream is what, like, I wish I could have just sat there and sampled every flavor because like other flavors, they had like a... Like a pear and blue cheese. They had like a. My mom got a salt and malt, salt and malted chocolate chip cookie dough, which I love cookie dough. It's like my all time like top tier. I wish I could have tried the other cereal flavors, but but yeah, it, I mean delicious. And I think with that, I'm gonna take a short break. You're not gonna hear it, but I know it's there, and I will be right back. Uh, finishing out this list. And, uh, yeah, we're doing that. We're going to finish the list. And I'm going to tell you the best foods at Disney World. So uh, stick around. Hey, I'm back. It was nothing for you. But I've been gone for a long time. No, I'm just kidding. I took like a 20-minute break. I got another uptime. This time, Sweet Summer Melon. Uh, these are caffeinated. Um, they're not, like, energy drink level caffeinated. There's, like, 120 milligrams of caffeine in them. 142 of natural caffeine. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That is, like, a top-tier beverage. Okay. Let's finish up here. I say finish up. We got, we got a lot to go. Um, Okay. 
Frozen Sunset. This was a drink available at the poolside bar at one of the pools at Coronado Springs. It was like orange and pomegranate, or no, sorry, orange and passion fruit with rum. And nothing too crazy. Um, just a pretty simple frozen beverage. Um, but I definitely liked it more than the pina colada. Mm, I definitely liked it more than the Bayou Punch. Hmm. I don't think it was as good as the apple shot, though. So here's where... Mm, yeah. We're gonna... Insert a row. Mm, no, we're not. Me. Delete row. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna move all. We're gonna move apple shot, spicy shrimp, curry, hummus, Ohana bread pudding all up one. Do some copy and paste in here. There we go. And then Frozen Sunset is going to go right here, spot number 48. All that for 48th place. Congratulations. Okay, up next is probably one of the most hyped food in all of Disney properties, Disney parks, uh, is Gideon's. Uh, consistently, probably about an hour wait. Um, actually, Riley and I were waiting in line at Salt and Straw, getting ice cream, and my mom waited in line at Gideon's. She got in after about 40 minutes, and they limit you to six cookies, but each cookie is roughly a half pound. Uh, we got three cookies here. The chocolate chip cookie, the pistachio toffee chocolate chip cookie, and the cookies and cream, all from Gideon's. Um, I'm going to start with my least favorite first, which was the pistachio toffee chocolate chip cookie. Uh, still a top tier cookie, like a plus tier cookie. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to put it. Uh, I'm looking at the kind of what we got cooking here. I didn't like it more than I liked it more than the olive oil ice cream, just comparing it to sweets from that day. But I didn't like it more. Accidentally typed Mario Berry instead of Marion Berry. Um, I didn't like it more than the Marion Berry cornflake cookie or the pots of golden rainbows, obviously. But this was still incredible. Um, so much so, we're gonna slip it into twenty third. All right, and let's go ahead and get into the chocolate chip cookie and the cookies and cream cookie. Both incredible. Um, God, <laughs> so so good. Uh, these are both top tenors, uh, both number one contenders. Mm. Oh man, sweet melon. Ooh. I like the cookies and cream more. Cookies and cream one more. Um, 
but as far as texture, flavor, the because one of my biggest pet peeves about cookies. First of all, I hate a crunchy cookie. Uh, like you lose points, you can be amazing, but if you're crunchy, I just don't like it. Um, these were both soft and pillowy, even though they are fucking. They literally look like um, like McDonald's hamburgers wrapped up when they're wrapped up individually. Um, the chocolate chip cookie is on par with the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. A little salted, so good. Cookies and cream may be the best cookie I've ever had. Um, so we're going to put chocolate chip at seven and cookies and cream at six. Um, this could change this. Yeah. But these are both. I mean, cookies and cream more so, just because I, I like cookies and cream the best. And I guess you can't say they're both number one contenders when you like one more than the other. Um, but in a world where we don't get the cookies and cream cookie, the chocolate chip cookie is also a number one contender. It's that good. That wrapped up that day. And now we're in Hollywood Studios. Didn't get a ton from Hollywood Studios. Um... But I did try the milk. I did try the Star Wars blue milk. Um, so I guess I need to talk about it. I was expecting something sweet. Um, akin to a dessert. But then when we get there, I look at the menu and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. You can get a rum floater. That probably wouldn't be good in milk. And then the person in front of us asked, well, what's the difference between the blue milk and the green milk? I wasn't getting two. Um, they were like, well, the blue milk is, like, fruity, and the green milk is citrusy. So I'm like, oh, what the fuck? They're not just sweet milk? No. So I got the blue milk. Um, it was... <laughs> it was okay. Um, pretty much all I want to say about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it was good. I, it was fine. It just—it's it, definitely one of the more hype things I think at Disney World, and it's like—I think it's the most expensive non-alcoholic drink I had on this whole trip. Um, and the alcoholic version was like damn near twenty dollars. Um, it was fine. Whatever. 98. <laughs> um, but something that was good and worth the hype. And you may be wondering, well, Tanner, why are you separating fish and the chips, but not separating these two? And these two are such a compliment to each other that they have to be included as one. Uh, the grilled cheese with tomato soup from Woody's Toy Box at Hollywood Studios in the Toy Story Pavilion. Not Pavilion, but the Toy Story area. The tomato soup so good. The grilled cheese, so good. But dipping the grilled cheese in the tomato soup, essential. Absolutely essential. Like, don't ask me how, but it adds such a depth that you just... I don't know how they did it. I honestly don't. Um, But it was so good. 
and I think 25th is probably where it lands. This could go up a little bit. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely a top 25. It's not I can guarantee you this is not going to go down. Um but I, it's definitely the tail end of that top 25, I think. The Joffrey's chocolate donut, um there's a picture of this on my Twitter as with everything else. It's gigantic. Go look at it. It's a huge donut. Um, does it hold a candle to Krispy Kreme? No. What does? It, it, it's like a Dunkin' tier donut. I, I think Krispy Kreme's better than Dunkin' as far as donuts go. Which, I say that to say, this is good. It's just like not doing anything special. Um, which again, is not what we're, we're basing stuff on taste and, you know, just vibe, I guess. Um... I'm thinking, hmm, I definitely didn't like it as much as the fish, but I liked it more than the Taco Vampiro, but, well, I'll go ahead and talk about, we also got the Joffrey's white chocolate donut, just had a different Joffrey's later in the day, um, I thought the white chocolate, I thought the white chocolate was slightly better than the chocolate, but so much so, these could be back to back, and it won't hurt my feelings. So we're going to do white chocolate at 61 and the regular chocolate at 62. And those could interchange. Um, Just like if I would have went the next day and tried these, strong chance I would have liked the regular chocolate one more. Um, But I'm not a huge fan of sweets in the morning, which is when we ate the regular chocolate one. Um, yeah, that's about it. Two, two large donuts. And it, it's not just like random one. They're, they're just big ass donuts. Okay. Um, Riley and I ate at a 50s themed diner. I believe it was called 50s Primetime. It was a place she went when she was a kid, when she went to Disney World. Um, so I got a few things here from them that, uh, we're about to rank for you. Onion rings. The best thing I ate um, from Hollywood Studios this day. Uh, Incredible. Crispy. Like, everything you want in an onion ring. And on first glance of this list, I'm thinking they need to go above sausage gravy tater tots. Which is where they're going to go. So yeah, 12. These onion rings were next level. Uh, Again, from 50s primetime. In the Hollywood studios. That. I'm going to have to do some rearranging with the spreadsheet. I'm, I may have to take another break after all these get on the spreadsheet just to be like, hmm, okay, this way. Just get the spreadsheet in order, but we'll see. But those onion rings were delicious. And that's what gets them in the top 12. Uh, a strong number one contender. like a Well, a decent number one contender. The chicken pot pie was good. 
not great. I've had better chicken pot pie. Um, better than like a Marie Callender's. Not as good as like homemade. So like forty seems right for it. Yeah, 40, 40 definitely seems right. The garlic mashed potatoes I had on the side, because uh, I'm a mashed potato fiend. Had to try those. Uh, not, sp not great. I mean, really, really good. Not, like, out of this world amazing. So, like, six they were nice. 69. Again, not like, nothing earth-shattering, like, from a garlic mashed potato in the 50s-themed diner. So, whatever. Uh, the fried chicken was quite good. Riley ordered this. Um, she let me have a piece. It was good. It was, I mean, like, really good. I'm trying to think, but like, again, I've had better fried chicken from places. I'd probably put it below the garlic mashed potatoes, but above, the, so 70 seems fair. And then <laughs> I almost didn't put this on the list, but the corn, and here's why. The corn had a funk to it that Riley and I couldn't place till about two hours after we finished eating. And then she went, oh, the corn had white pepper in it. Which doesn't seem like, I don't know, was the American Midwest using white pepper in the 1950s? I don't think so. But uh, this place did. Uh, it had a funk to it. It, it was interesting. Like just it, because it, it was definitely just the side of corn, like the corn that was in the chicken pot pie was not white peppery. It was just this side of corn that Riley had with her fried chicken. Um, and then comparing it to other corn I had at Disney, better or not as good as the spicy street, but better than the OG street corn. So we're just gonna place it at like a seventy three. And yeah, that, that, it was just weird. I've never, like, it wasn't even salty, really. It was just like the corn with the funk of white pepper. Very, very interesting. Um, hmm. Okay, where are we going next? Okay, uh, we went to this place called Baseline, I believe? In Hollywood Studios? Just for a little snack? Uh, we ordered the, cause I had heard that this pretzel was like one of the better, like don't get the Mickey pretzel cause it's pretzel. One of the better pretzels on Disney property, uh, with the beer cheese and mustard. It was great. Very, very good. Um, but surprisingly not the best pretzel or the best beer cheese we had on this trip. Um, but still good enough for like a top 40. So we're going to put it at 37. Did not spell pretzel correctly. Pretzel with beer cheese and mustard. And the mustard, I'm sure it was like some just regular ground, like how I, I believe it was house made mustard. Uh, the wild strawberry lemonade was good. A little too sweet. Um, 
but that's kind of with the territory using like these Florida strawberries just because they are sweeter. Um, but st- but still pretty good. Um, not reinventing the wheel or anything, just like a sweet sweet lemonade. Seventy five. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean that, that that seems right. I mean, again, it was good. Like I said, there was there was very few things on this list I actively disliked. Um, maybe even only one or two things on this list that I actively disliked. Um, so pretty pretty much as long as you're not those one or two things, everything on this on this list I can at least say well, it's pretty good. Um, but right now I'm looking at the ranking I gave School Bread at sixty seven. And I'm thinking that's way too high for school bread. So school bread's getting moved down here. School bread's going to 85. I, I, it was just staring me in the face when I was doing dealing with the lemonade. It was just pissing me off. Uh, let's see. Okay, so also at Joffrey's where we got the white chocolate donut, they had an exclusive drink because it was right by the Skyliner. <laughs> At the Caribbean Resort. Um, and you'll find out when we went to the Caribbean Resort in just a second. <laughs> um, was a toffee flight. It was a cold brew toffee f- drink. I did not like it. Uh, oh. Again, it was fine. If I ordered this like outside the realms of Disney, I'd have been like, oh, that was fine. I'm not mad about it. But just like for sake for the sake of comparison on this list. Like, I liked it more than the Tang Dynasty. I liked it more than the Blue Milk. It's not as high as Frozen Lemonade. So it's like 84. Um, it, I mean, it, it was sweet. It was good. And I like sweet drinks, but it was just a little too much. Um, and maybe it was because I was terrified of the Sky... Not really. The Skyliner's fine. Like, I hate ski lifts. Skyliner's fine. Next, we went inside the place of the Caribbean Resort. And I need to talk about... The second thing before I talk about the first thing for reference. Um, my good buddy Chris, welcome in, uh, <laughs> DM'd me. I was like, you have to try this drink while you're at Disney. And for a limited time, I, th- I think it's like a month, in Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines, only at Disney World and Disneyland, Hulu had a 15th anniversary Fanta that you could only get and select Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines at Disney World or Disneyland. And I just so happened to be at Disney World. And it literally came out, like, the Monday... So it came out, like, after we were there. Um, Because we got there on Saturday. This drink wasn't available until Monday. Well, our resort did not have a fucking Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. So I dragged my wife and my mom (laughs) to the Caribbean Resort because I find out that they have a Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine so I can try the Hulu Surprise Fanta. Which was a lime and ginger Fanta. And you may be thinking, that's a weird flavor. It's fresh lime. It's not like a, it's not like, get everything you know about limes and and sodas out of your brain. This isn't like Sprite Lime. It's not like Starry Lime, Sierra Mist Lime. This is like fresh lime. Like lime juice, like a lime, the flavor of lime in this and the flavor of lime in a Moscow Mule are the same. I love lime. I love fresh lime. It pains me to know that this is apparently never even going to be available in a bottled form 
uh, or outside of these Disney parks for these couple of weeks. But this was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, probably the best Fanta I've ever had, actually. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to put it. Like, I'm, I'm thinking 30. I'm I'm thinking 30. I'm I'm like looking like what would be directly above it and you, yeah, like 30 seems right, like right below beet hummus and pomegranate mimosa and the olive oil ice cream, right above the croissant, the banana foster bread pudding and the honey coriander wings. Like at this point you're getting into just like delicious stuff. So Hulu surprise Fanta Coming in hot at number 30. And that could change. And then Riley got a hot Cuban sandwich. Because she was like, you're getting me a sandwich. And she dragged me all the way out here. It was good. Um, I've, I've had better Cuban sandwiches. But this was really, really good. Um, Like 67. Probably. Yeah. Because it didn't taste as good as the Taco Vampiro. But it didn't piss me off as much as the Taco Vampiro. But again, we're going just on taste. So hot Cuban sandwich, 67. And then, let's see. These uh, things came from the Nine Dragons, which we actually parked hopped back to Epcot for, for dinner uh, and managed to just walk right into Nine Dragons, which is in the China Pavilion at Epcot. Um, I might have said we went over to Magic Kingdom. I'm at Epcot. I'm delusional. Uh, crispy Duck Bao Buns. Whew! So good. The only complaint I have about these bad buns was that mm, the duck was a little overcooked. It was good. It was great. It was just great. But the, the duck was just a little overcooked for my liking. Again, other people would probably like this more than me. Um, I love duck. I love the consistency of the bow buns. The like hoisin glaze they had for it was phenomenal. The little veggie slaw in it, great. I just wish the duck was a tiny bit tender, more tender. Um like this is still going to end up pretty high though. Like I'm I'm looking at the list and let me insert a row right here. This is our new 38. Crispy duck bow buns. They were good. Not even the best thing we had from Nine Dragons, which I'll get to in a second. Um, let me do this. Beep. Okay. Um, I ordered the spicy mala happy family, which was shrimp, beef, and chicken. With like veggies and like hot peppers. It was good. It was actually pretty hot. Um, but like didn't blow me out of the water. Nothing like that. So spicy mala, happy family. Like sick like it's probably our new sixty nine, because you know, it just moved everything up down one, you know. Spicy mala, happy family, sixty nine. Like I said, good. Uh if you don't like spice, you will not like this. I love spice i'm not advert i'm not spice adverse at all 
Um, my spice, ha- like, receptiveness has gotten a little weaker as I've gotten older. Um, but this is pretty hot. Like, on a on my skill, I would have this at, like, a 5. Uh, which I've been told my skill kind of... Like, if you were to ask, like, uh, Cole or Patrick... They would probably go like seven on this, like just knowing how they're kind of, and they like spice, but this is is pretty hot. The fried rice was not special, a little under seasoned for me, actually. Um, again, still very, very good, just not like what mm, it seems unfair. It was still really good fried rice, just wasn't like great fried rice. I have had much better fried rices. At a lot of places. Um, so probably like. 94. Not special. Not bad. Just like a solid. Probably like 6.5 rice. Maybe even like 6.8. Uh, Riley ordered though. The spicy honey crispy chicken. This was. Fantastic. The I was so good. Um. Per- perfectly, cri- I mean, crispy, lived up to it. It, it. it was like orange chicken, but instead of the orange glaze, it was a spicy honey glaze. And it wasn't like spicy honey, it was like honey mixed with spices. So it wasn't like they were sp- squirting this shit with mics. Um, this was phenomenal. I'm <laughs> odd, dude, we're really getting like pretty cutthroat here. Because I really want this to be in the top 10. But like, we're about to get to like at least one thing, definitely top ten. Oh man. Mm-hmm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about putting this in between the cookies and cream cookie from Gideon's and the chocolate chip cookie from Gideon's. Yeah. That's, oh, getting fucking cutthroat. So this is like our new seven. Uh, but it was phenomenal. I've I've never had anything like it from like another Chinese place. Um But man, it was good. It was really, really good. Like again, another one of those things I've like thought about consistently since we've uh, been back. All right, and then we're at Epcot. We watched fireworks this night at Epcot, um, which is why we're at Epcot kind of late at night. Strawberry Shortcake, it came from another one of the Flower Festival booths. I believe a Florida Fresh booth, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was pretty good, but not like blow my socks off. Um, I'm thinking probably above the UK fries is where it goes. Below Avocado Hummus, above UK fries. So like 55 seems about right. Um, definitely not my favorite sweet on this trip, but like the sweets on this trip, if if you can't tell, pretty consistent. Like they they are pretty consistently good to great. Like outside of the crepe, but like can't really go wrong with much else. Uh, and now we're in Animal Kingdom. Let's see, and we ate at the at the tour place. Uh. The oh shit! I can't remember the name of it. Uh, like the the Chantilly Cantina. Let me find my thread here. But I believe it's like the the Chantilly Cantina. Some 
fucking avatar word. Let me scroll down just a little bit more. The Satu Lee Canteen. Um, and again, you should definitely look at the pictures from this because this is like the most Instagrammable food outside of like a Dole Whip, probably that we ate on this trip. I ordered the Ocean Bowl, and let me just like read you the description for it because it's. I read it and I'm like, how do I not order that? Because it's so <laughs> so fucking weird. Um, so the Ocean Moon Bowl. You got blue noodles, tuna, and this is raw, raw tuna, watermelon radish, pickled daikon, rainbow carrots, avocado, cucumbers, and red cabbage with miso and sweet soy drizzle topped with micro cilantro. So I don't, I don't know how widely known this is, but Disney inside of See, they have Connor Magic Kingdom. I don't remember which one. They, like, grow their own shit. They, like, have their own fish. They grow all these weird plants. They're doing some weird, like, hybrid shit uh, in there. So, like, I read the term micro cilantro. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's just tiny cilantro. It's literally in the word. Um, But somehow has more flavor than any cilantro I've ever had in my life. This was phenomenal. I wish I could eat something like this. I would eat something like this every fucking day for the rest of my life. So good. Um, the what? What the fuck? Watermelon radish. It's kind of to look like a like a moon. Oh, maybe that's why it's called the Ocean Moon Bowl. Hmm. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But like, it's sturdy enough where you can kind of use it as like a a tort. Like, imagine if you're eating fajitas and you have your tortillas and like you rip off a piece of tortilla, you pinch your fajita, you eat it. That's how I use the watermelon. Radish. I don't know if that is allowed on Pandora, but I did it. Ocean Moon Bowl, number two. So good. Um, But we got other stuff here, too. Uh, the cheeseburger bao buns, I believe they call them, like, cheeseburger pods. They, I mean, bao buns with cheeseburger. Um... I will say the cheeseburger filling was not as good as like the cheeseburger spring rolls, but still like pretty solid. So like 75. And if you're wondering, well, Tanner, you already gave corn 75 with me doing, we'll get there. Okay. Just let me work. please. Uh, and then I, we had to try, they literally had two desserts at this place. So we had to try both of them. They have a blueberry cream cheese mousse. And a metcayena mousse, which the metcayena was like passion fruit and this rich chocolate. These are two rich desserts. Um, if mousse wasn't enough for you, but like a blueberry cream cheese deal, and then the metcayena, which was like a this deep dark velvety chocolate with passion fruit. Um, it was weird. They were they were both kind of weird. Um, I mean both really good. I'm I'm trying to think. Again, these, I feel like these need to go high. Hold on. Like, I, the, shockingly, I liked the Metacaina one more, which I would not, did not guess before trying this. 
But the Mech Hyena one probably goes like 25. And then this the blueberry cheese cream cheese one isn't gonna be too far behind it. But still behind it. Um but like it was quite good. Let's see, let me work some magic here. Sorry, I'm deleting rows, so I still have like the list at 111, and I keep inserting inserting rows. Here we go. Okay. Um. Yeah, the blueberry cream cheese mousse probably is like in the 40s. I'm trying to trying to look. It's de okay, yeah. It's gonna go right above the pollinator flatbread and below. Mm, actually, I think it's gonna go above the crispy duck bow buns as well. So we're gonna put it at forty. Um, it was really good. Highly recommend if you're in Animal Kingdom and you go to the Satuli um canteen to get both of these. They're both like six bucks. Um, so it's not like gonna blow your pocket out of the wall. I mean, you're at fucking Disney World, you know? Like, you're committed to the bit at this point. Uh, but quite good. Quite good, and I, I really do think you need both of them. Because both of them, like, I mean, even though they're both moose, like, drastically different. Let's see. And then up next, this is another, like, I, I don't want to say, like, hidden treat of Disney World, but this is, like, what TikTokers and Disney influencers will tell you, like, one of the five hidden treats of Disney World are these buffalo chicken chips. Um, and I was under the impression, so they're house-made chips, buffalo chicken, and I thought it was pico on top, because none of them tell you what's on top of it, but it looks like pico. If you, you can even look at my picture, it looks like a pico. It's like a cucumber and tomato relish, because um, I'm not a huge fan of pico. But this relish was quite good. Um, the buffalo chicken was good. The chips were very good. I'm trying to think where I want to put this. And like I'm thinking it's probably going to separate our spring roll brothers. And so like 47. Right above the pastrami spring roll. Below the cheeseburger spring roll. Um, is, what I'm, is what we're going to cook with. And then I had whoop, the Trilobites twist, which was orange Dole Whip swirled with green colored vanilla soft serve. It was good. Didn't I didn't like it more than the other two Dole Whips at this point, but it was still really good. Like Dole Whip just has like such a high floor, in my opinion. Like I I didn't have a bad Dole Whip this whole trip. I really wish. The pineapple lanai, the first place we got the pineapple Dole Whip with the vanilla ice cream and the, you know, the pineapple juice, had a lime Dole Whip. And I really wish at some point I would have went back and tried it because I never saw lime Dole Whip again the whole trip. Um, But Trilobites, let's see. We're going to put it below Banana Foster's bread pudding. So 35th place. 
And again, like especially like these top fifty treats, food, drinks, whatever, are like uh, this. Like the top fifty would be like well, you gotta eat this if you're at Disney World. See, let me delete, delete. Okay, and then we only have like fourteen more things to write, <laughs> or twelve, maybe. I don't know. I can't count. So up so this night at uh, this point of the trip this is Thursday night like I'm we're exhausted at this point like Disney World is not a relaxing vacation you were constantly doing stuff getting the most bang for your buck so we ate at the resort this night we ate at a place called Rick's um sports bar I do have a funny story so we're sitting there it's the Thursday of March Madness, the first Thursday of March Madness, and you know you you've had all these great games all day, and uh, <laughs> this guy comes in, very obviously East Coast, like I'm going to assume Boston, just because he was asking about the the Bruins game that was on, um, and the guy's like, "Hey, can can we turn?" He wanted to turn the main TV over the bar to the Bruins game, and I don't even remember which basketball game was on at this point but it was like a pretty contested game um like a pretty you know it was a good matchup and the guy was like we we're not turning the main tv on during march madness in a fucking sports bar in florida to a regular bruins game because i also think this was the same night um shit i i don't and i don't keep up with hockey but like there was again there was a hockey game like five to three after the first quarter um or the first period um, so it wasn't even like that game. It wasn't even like the the most hyped hockey game that night. <laughs> He's like, hey, we gotta. I was like, you gotta make that TV the Bruins game. And the guy was like, no. Well, it comes to find out that, like, uh, this bar didn't even carry the provider that the Bruins game was on. So this guy was pissed. It was just really funny. That's like this is like the hill the hill you want to die on at fucking Disney World is like getting pissy at a sports bar inside of your very nice resort. Uh, because you can't watch the Bruins game. And then he ended up turning it on in his phone and spent like $200 on shitty beer. So that was funny to watch. Um, cause all the workers were like laughing about it too. Like, it, like no worker got like super like upset about it. The, the guy was just really pressed. It was funny. Okay. Watchos. What are watchos? Waffle fry nachos. <laughs> um, these waffle fries had cheese ranch bacon scallion and and banana peppers i i think i say that and now i'm like am i getting them mixed up with another fry i really like and i probably am so let me let me double check here uh but yeah so because there there is a place kind of semi-local it's definitely like a southern chain called walk-ons they do something like this with banana peppers and okay so the watchos had queso bacon and scallions on them okay uh so good and oh what, what's that on top of them they have and they had cojita on top of them so good so freaking good um but not as good as the ones from walk-ons which is not a fair comparison because the what sets apart the ones that walk-ons is the banana peppers. So we're going to 
They were better than buffalo chicken chips, better than Ohana bread. And at this point, you know, we're just comparing fucking apples to fucking garden snakes, you know? Just the most random shit. But these were still quite tasty. So I'm thinking like... Mm, they're the new 39. Like, I mean, I, everybody's saying it. They're the new 39. Everybody's saying, Watchos from Rick's Sports Bar, if you eat 111 things from Disney World, they're the definite number 39. So I guess that's what we're going with. Let's see. And, okay. Up next are these pretzel bites with the beer cheese. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best beer cheese I've ever had in my life. The pretzels were good, but this beer cheese... I almost just wanted to rank the beer cheese. That didn't seem fair. Um, so I guess we're going to... The pretzel bites were okay. Not as good as the pretzel from Baseline. But the beer cheese was like a top 10 thing I ate. <laughs> so we're going to like meet in the middle. And say they're like... Mm, we're going to put it at... Let's see, let me enter... Uh, Let's see how I like this. Yeah. I'm going to do 28. Like, the beer cheese was that good. I wish somebody could have shoveled this beer cheese just into my mouth directly. Um, I had, like, a ton of spices on top of it, uh, to which I cannot tell you what they were. I could just tell you it was good. They were quite good. Uh, the steak sandwich from Rick's, uh, again, really good. Didn't recreate the wheel or anything. Um, and I, And we actually ate at Rick's the next night as well. Um, and I think I liked what I got at Rick's the next night more, even though that also didn't recreate the wheel. So we're going to put the steak sandwich, like, mm, we're putting it like one above the breakfast sandwich. So we're going to put it at 80. Uh, Rick's fries, probably the worst fries I had on the trip. Not to say they were bad, just like not special. So let me. Do some cooking here real quick. Yeah, like, just not special in any way. So, like, they're 98. Again, good. I mean, I've never had a quote-unquote bad French fry. But, well, if you listen to some very early episodes of All You Can Hear, yes, I have. This is not one of those. The, like, But it's fine. And then for our final... Full day. Fresh fruit waffle sandwich first thing in the morning. Uh, this was good. Again, didn't recreate the wheel or anything for me. So, like, it's 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 there. The fresh fruit was nice in the morning time. Um, but again, like nothing insane. Like eight eighty-four. And like, again, it was good. Add bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and Hazelnut spread. Definitely fucking Nutella. Uh, and then a waffle on it. I, if the waffle was a little crispier, I, I could have seen this going a little bit higher, but, like, nothing too crazy. And then we have back-to-back, -back, like, weird, not weird drinks, but, like, drinks. not Non-alcoholic. Uh, first one is the Doomberry, which is, like, a was literally blackberry ginger ale. Quite good. 
Um, again, though, not like like at this point, it's not. It wasn't like upper echelon. It didn't like recreate anything for me. It didn't do a whole bunch. It was just. It was very good. It also had a, a candied mint leaf on it, which I thought was fucking weird. Um, but the Doomberry is like an eighty-seven. Now the other drink I had, the Twinkle Twinkle Little Bat, um, which was a frozen blackberry tea slushy. And then the the straw was also like a blue raspberry sucker from the Cheshire Cafe uh, inside of Magic Kingdom. This was really good. I've never had like any sort of blackberry tea anything. But this was really... Oh, and it had whipped cream on the top. So like you get a little bit of creaminess towards the bottom and the top. Um, it was really good. Um, like I'm thinking... Above Violet Sake, I think we're going 20 on it. Like, it was... I, I don't know if it's like a 50th anniversary drink. I don't know if they always have it. Um, but if you're in Magic Kingdom, you really can't miss Cheshire Cafe. You need to go there, and you need to get the Twinkle Twinkle a little bit. Because it was that good. It's and, like, man, I can't really describe it. It was like a... Like a Blackberry Sweet Tea. Uh, and I've never really had anything like that before. It was, it was, it was fun. It was a good... Uh, the 100th anniversary Mickey Mouse Rice Krispie Treat I got from the Main Street Confectionery. Um, it was good. It was a Rice Krispie Treat with chocolate and M&Ms on it. Didn't recreate the wheel. Not bad. Not like blow my socks off. Uh, 100. 100 for the 100th anniversary. Mickey Mouse Treat. And then same thing, I got something called the Cold Concoction, Cold Concoction Glacier, which was one part high sea orange slush, one part minute made lemonade slush, and one part blue raspberry slush. And then the straw had lifesavers on it. It was good. Um, again, it, it was those three things layered on top of each other with lifesavers. Didn't really recreate the wheel or anything. And again, we're not rating on creativity, but as far as flavors go, didn't blow my socks off. Um, so like 101. Or Colcoction. Oh, 100th anniversary is at 98. Colcoction is at 101. See, I'm telling you, the, the numbers are just... The numbers, what are they doing to me? Uh, yeah, that, that seems, let me spell Glacier correctly. That, that seems correct. And then we ate at a place called Connections, uh, for lunch. Uh, this place is also in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. Magic Kingdom. I got a French bistro burger. It was a burger with caramelized onions on it. It was good. It just didn't, like, blow me away or anything. So, like, 90? Um, And then the Connections fries. Now, the Connections fries were probably the best plain fries I had on this trip. Um, So, UK fries are at 63. I think those are the highest-ranked fries. Regular fries, that is. Yeah. Not as good as the Wachos. Um, 
definitely not. But like connection fries, we're gonna put right here at fifty three. They were they were quite good. Um, and then we also got the liege waffle from connections as well. It was good. It like just didn't. It wasn't amazing. Like, and I hate to say that, but it just it wasn't like super special. Um, so liege waffle like one oh five. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I hope it's not like Leger Waffle. I don't I don't think it is. It but you know. Uh and then final two things to rank here. And I'm probably just gonna put them in the last two spots we have open just for simplicity's sake. Uh well actually no, because they were both better than that. Yeah. Okay, so the pork nachos were quite good at Rick's. Not as good as the Wachos. Um, from the night before, or the pretzel bites. So they probably go like... Let me let me cook here for a second. Set 75 for pork nachos. And then... But the Rick's Burger was the best burger I had on the trip. It was quite good. It had like a black garlic aioli situation going. Uh, and it was quite good. And I'm trying to see where I put the other burgers on this trip. Uh, let's see. I'm, and, like, I'm debating, was it the best sandwich I had on this trip? Like, it's up there. Yeah, it's definitely not that high. Um, But it's probably, like... It was the second best thing I had at Rick's. Well, besides the beer. I'm not counting the beer cheese. Um, so I'm putting it right below Wachos. I'm putting it at 30, or sorry, 43. The Rick's Burger. Okay. So we have in front of us right now a semi-ranked list of, hold on. 111 things to eat at Disney World that I ate at Disney World. Um, Let's see, how long has this part been going? Holy crap. Okay, I'm going to take one last little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to finalize these rankings. And uh, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. And uh, I'll be right back. Doing what I'm doing. Doing what I'm loving. Potting where I'm casting, casting where I'm potting, drinking where I'm sleeping, sleeping where I'm drinking. So yeah, we'll be right back. Beep. Final part. We're back. We're doing it. Disney World foods. Disney World drinks. Disney World treats. Disney World eats. Let's get this ranking finalized. Um, Okay. So I figured the smartest way to do this <laughs> is I'm going to go backwards. If I see like a huge, uh, a huge emission, I guess, sort of thing, uh, I will 
like be like, well, this needs to be much higher than it is. Or, you know, we'll do that. Uh, first thing I see right here, uh, I've decided I like the Broccolini more than the Black Magic. So we are moving Black Magic down to next to last. And Broccolini, congratulations. Your final ranking of 109 is not to be laughed at. I respect it. Um, let's see. Those drink uh, frozen mojito below rum runners. Correct. Uh, most of the bottom stuff. It I I think for the most part is in the right place. Um, I am gonna switch French bistro burger and salad with citrus vinaigrette from Ohana. Uh, again, I I mean. Uh, there's just more to talk about and to appreciate with a burger versus a salad with a, albeit very good, vinaigrette. But, like, come on. Oh, please autocorrect that for me. That's not how you spell vinaigrette, I don't think. Maybe it is. Vinaigrette. I mean, <laughs> phonetically it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um... So those look to be correct. I'm trying to see if there's any other like glaring omissions. We're moving into the 80s now. Mm, I don't see I don't see anything insanely like speaking out to me. Um hmm. I'm I'm thinking about switching like a straight up just swap. Pumpkin Spice Mo- mm, No. Oh, maybe swapping the Wave Runner with the Bayou Punch. That that seems right. Like, Wave Runner goes to 67. Bayou Punch goes to 69. Because uh, I did enjoy the Wave Runner a tad bit more than the Bayou Punch, but nothing, like, astronomically better. The Bayou Punch is just a little too rummy where the Wave Runner was not. Um, Moving on up here... Avocado hummus seems, and when we get to the top twenty, I'm going to state the top twenty, and then like we'll get into some nitty gritty. I'm trying to think, and if I'm burping, it's because these up times, man, they make you gassy with your mouth. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy out of place, or nothing really out of place at all, from what I'm seeing up here in the fifties into the forties into the thirties. Let's see. It does break my heart that the Aberquina olive oil ice cream fell to 31. And, like, I'm looking and I'm doing my damnedest, and I just don't think I can get it into the top 30. Um, that beer cheese at Rick's did a lot of fucking work. Let me just say that real quick, brother. Okay. And then... I feel confident about the last five of the top 25. Um, so I'll go ahead and say those. Uh, the last, so 25 through 21 here, as follows from 25 to 21. The Metcaina Moose um, from Satuli Canteen, the Buffalo Chicken Egg Rolls from Splitsville, the Garlic Chili Pork Dumplings from Ohana, the Poutine from the Canada Booth in Epcot, and then at 21, the Violet Sake from Japan in Epcot. Uh, all good. I feel very confident about those rankings. Um, I feel okay with with all those spots. Um, now let's let let me just I'm going to read off the top twenty here. 
And then I think we're going to do some shuffling with the top 20. So from 20 to 1, what we got right now, um, starting with 20 going to 1. Twinkle Twinkle Little Bat, the Fruit Loop Shake, the Spicy Chicken Sandwich, the Rosé Slushy, the Orange Sunshine Wine Slushy, the Firehouse Pizza, remember that's the Buffalo Chicken, the Blue Cheese Drizzle, all that. The Sausage Gravy Tater Tots, the Onion Rings from uh, the 50s Primetime Diner, the Potato Pancake with Applesauce, the Ohana Noodles, the Crawfish Pie, the Cornflake Cookies with Marionberry Jam from Salt and Straw, the Chocolate Chip Cookie from Gideon's, the Spicy Honey Crispy Chicken, the Cookie and Cream Cookie from Gideon's, the Oxtail and Rice, uh, which is our five currently. Uh, then four, Korean barbecue poutine. Three is the orange Dole Whip with strawberry Fanta, the fruit syrup, the Pop Rocks. Number two is the Ocean Moon Bowl from Satu Lee Canteen. And our current number one is the Pots of Golden Rainbows from Salt and Straw. So. Uh, I, I, mm. First thing is... Oh, man, this is hard. I think I'm going to do a straight swap of the Fruit Loop Shake and the Rosé Slushy. Uh, I think more, thinking about it more, the Rosé Slushy was like a surprise hit with me and just the surprise factor. But still, as far as flavor goes, I like the Fruit Loop Shake more than the Rosé Slushy. So we are going to just do a straight trade. If I can spell Fruit Loops correctly and then the rose slushy is our new 19 fruit loop slushy goes to 17 oh man the ohana noodles falling out of the top 10 feels wrong to me like Like, because I ate that, like, not even our first full day there, and, like, I I still thought about them, and they were still that good for the duration of the trip. And I still think about how good those noodles were. So we got to go get those into the top 10. And they're, they're currently at 11. Um... I'm, I'm thinking. I'm scheming. Um... The the easy way out is Ohana noodles and crawfish pie just swap. Crawfish pie at eleven, Ohana noodles at ten. Um, but then I'm thinking about doing something a little crazy. I'm thinking about taking cornflake cookies with marionberry jam, which is our current nine, putting it at eleven, moving crawfish pie and Ohana noodles up one, which would put crawfish pie at nine, Ohana noodles at ten. Cornflake cookies with marionberry jam at 11. And I do think that is what we're going to go with. That, I mean, don't get me wrong. This ice cream was incredible. But. I, I, I simply just liked the noodles and the, and the crawfish pie more, I think. Like, it just, it, it just. Spoke to me more. Uh, man. And and now I'm like, 
How much did I like those Ohana noodles? Because they were so freaking good. Look, Looking at the middle of the top, like our teen list here, like uh, 12 to 16, uh, going in from 16 to 12, orange slushy want. The orange sunshine wine slushy, the firehouse pizza, the sausage gravy tater tots, the onion rings, and the potato pancake with applesauce. I love all of those things. I don't think I love any of them more than our top 11 that we're working with. I, I don't think. Um, Ohana noodles at 10, crawfish pie at 9 does seem biblically correct. It, it seems like that is, that is our, like... The way to do it here. Hmm. Man. This is tough. This is tough. Because now we're dealing... Let me let me go 8 to 1 real quick. Chocolate chip cookie from Gideon's. The spicy honey crispy chicken from Nine Dragons. The cookie and cream cookie from Gideon's. The oxtail and rice. The Korean barbecue poutine. Uh, our I love a you a lot float. The orange Dole Whip strawberry Fanta. The Ocean Moon Bowl and the number one pots of Golden Rainbows. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Man, this is this is tough. Like, because obviously I'm I'm judging based on flavor, but it is kind of hard not to compare all of our sweets and then comparing all of our savories together and then kind of just going based off of that. Like, so. Let me tell you my thought process here. So, like, looking at the two cookies from Gideon's compared to the Dole Whip and the ice cream, I think those are in the correct order uh, as far as enjoyability goes and, like, just flavor what I like the most. Um, and then our savory things. I I'm looking, and I'm really thinking spicy honey crispy chicken I think I like that more than the oxtail and rice. And my wife would probably kill me for because I believe the oxtail and rice was her favorite thing on the whole trip. Um, it would be her number one. Um, but I'm thinking for my list, I'm thinking spicy honey crispy chicken is better than the oxtail and rice. I'm I'm thinking about it. And th and then just for comparison's sake, did I enjoy the spicy honey crispy chicken more than the oxtail and rice? So I think we're going to do a bit of a reshuffle here. And we're going to put spicy honey crispy chicken at 5, oxtail and rice at 6, cookie cookies and cream cookie from Gideon's at 7. I think is what we're doing. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's what seems right. Um, so let me do this, do this. Paste here, delete this row. And then just a straight No, that yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, spicy honey crispy chicken at five, oxtail and rice at six, cookies and cream at Gideon's at seven. And then. I think Ohana noodles go, would go above a, the chocolate chip cookie from Gideon's. Um. Yeah. But, but. 
to answer that though, Hana Noodle, and I do think I like the Ohana noodles more than the crawfish. Like thinking more and more about it, I think the Ohana noodles need to go above the crawfish pie. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do here. And I'll read off like the top twenty, like when we final like finalize finalize it. Um, but yeah, you're gonna go here. So Ohana noodles moves up to eight. Um. So now, so now we what what we need to do is look at our top four, which includes two sweets and and two non sweets. Uh, top four going from four to one: Korean barbecue poutine, orange Dole Whip with strawberry Fanta, Ocean Moon Bowl, and the pots of gold and rainbows. <clears throat> I really think just the food I've thought about, the freshness, flavor profile, what I like. Consider and all things considered, and just me being more of a savory over a sweet person to begin with, I think I'm going to move the Ocean Moon Bowl to one. I really think so. Move the, and then, well, first of all, I think Korean barbecue poutine needs to be top three. So, and I'm okay. I, like enjoyability wise, I think I did like it more than the orange Dole Whip with strawberry Fanta. They are both extremely close. They're both like nine, nine five pluses. Um, but the Korean barbecue, I I do think I liked it a bit more because the Korean barbecue had such potential to be bad. Um, it could have been bad kimchi. It was very good kimchi. Could have been bad pork. Very good pork. The sauce. I said it was a spicy mayo earlier. It may have not have been. It may have been like a more of a spicy aioli. Like it was more drizzly. That makes sense. Um, it, it had a lot of room to be bad, and it wasn't. So I think we're swapping. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do it. Let's see how I feel about it. Like, let me let me get them on the list, and just like, yeah, that that looks right. Paste. Yeah. Okay. And then comparing. I I definitely like the pots of golden rainbows and the ocean moon bowl more than the Korean barbecue poutine. Um, these, in my opinion, like as far as me ranking foods, I would give these tens, like some of the best things I've eaten, like ever. Um, and I'm just like tr thinking back, and like comparing, and again, like I said earlier, it's like comparing. <sighs> Toilets to planets. I mean, you're just uh, two totally different things. You're going based solely on flavor. There was a lot more going on in the Ocean Moon Bowl. And again, the Ocean Moon Bowl had a lot more room to be bad. But that, that shouldn't... That doesn't determine where how I feel about something. Um, but there was a lot more room for the Ocean Moon Bowl to be bad. Pots of Golden Rainbows, I went into it knowing I would like it. I, I'm pretty you know I, lucky charms are fine like they're not my favorite cereal but they're good but i i knew i'd love i mean cereal milk ice cream i went on about it earlier i love cereal milk ice cream marshmallows and ice cream are usually a pretty big hit for me um so i went in knowing this would be good but it still blew me out of the water of how good it was like again i'm considering dropping fucking close to a hundred dollars just to get this fucking ice cream to my doorstep. <laughs> like, it's it's that good. Um, and then the Ocean Moon Bowl. 
it was like I'm trying to compare like because you could actually build your own bowl at this place. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. This place was kind of like a Moe's or a Chipotle where you could like make your own bowl. This was just a predetermined bowl on the menu. Um, and I think was also the only way you could get blue noodles. And there, there's just so much of like so many different flavors. Like the, you had the soy, you have the miso, all the veggies, the noodles, the tuna. Again, there was a ton of room for this to be bad. And it was really some of the freshest tuna I've ever had ever. Like, and I've eaten at some pretty nice sushi places in my day. And like this, the tuna in this bowl were like on par with any of that tuna I've ever had. <sighs> hmm. God, this this is tough. This is really really tough. Like getting into our, our to our top two. Like and th this is a strong top two. Like this, th I feel no, no nothing else below these. I th I think th there's not a threat at this point to the to our top two. Like this will be one and two, just in what order? And um, here here's what I'm gonna say: the Ocean Moon Bowl. Did have an ingredient in it that I normally do not like. Um, it had like a, a like a pea bean situation in it, like just a few of them. Edamame, uh, I guess, but without the pods. So I, I don't know what you would call that. Um, but they were crispy, and they were so good. And again, to this would be like me having an olive and liking it. I don't like olives normally. Um, not to say I actively dislike peas but like it's not one of my favorite things and the fact that it not only gave me an ingredient that i don't care about but made it good and actually enhanced the flavor and the texture and the profile of the overall dish i, I think i just convinced myself that ocean moon bowl goes one yep i sure did yeah because like like i said and well let me let me do this real quick Like I said, the the pots of golden rainbows was good, but I went into it knowing it would be good. The ocean moon bowl was a a bit of a chance, just because I mean, again, you can get varying qualities of fish. I'm usually not a noodle dish person, so the fact that there's two noodle dishes in this top ten is already kind of crazy in and of itself. But yeah, like there there was just so much, and especially like it, it seemed gimmicky. I mean, it, it, fucking blue noodles at an Avatar-themed restaurant, like, haha. But man, like, just thinking about it, it so fucking good. And I, I think it's it was the best thing I ate at Disney World. So, um, let's go. Let's go over this top twenty. Finalized top twenty here. Number twenty, Twinkle Twinkle Little Bat. Number nineteen, the Rose Slushy. Number 18, the spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, again, so good. Um, all This top 20, I, I would say you can't go wrong with getting any of these. I think if if you like the sound of it, if the words sound good to you, you will like the, the food. Um, number 17, the Fruit Loop Shake. Number 16, the Orange Sunshine Wine Slushy. Number 15, the Firehouse Pizza. Number 14, the Sausage Gravy Tater Tots. Number 13, the Onion Rings. Number 12, the potato pancake with applesauce. 
Number 11, the cornflake cookies with Marion Berry Jam ice cream. Number 10, the crawfish pie. Number 9, the chocolate chip cookie from Gideon's. Number 8, the Ohana noodles. Number 7, the cookies and cream cookie from Gideon's. Number 6, the oxtail and rice. Number 5, the spicy honey crispy chicken. Keep in mind, I didn't even order this. I could, this could have totally, I could have missed it if Riley didn't order it. Number four, the orange Dole Whip with strawberry Fanta, the fruit syrup, the Pop Rocks, you know what to do. Number three, the Korean barbecue poutine from the Daily Poutine in Disney Springs. Number two, the pots of gold and rainbows ice cream from Salt and Straw. And number one, the best thing I ate at Disney World. The Ocean Moon Bowl from Satu Lee Canteen in Animal Kingdom uh, in Pandora. Um, yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> um, definitely didn't expect to go this long. Just ranking foods I ate at Disney World. Not mad about it. Um, just, you know, one of those things that happens. Uh, I had a good time. I honestly, I was a little nervous. Um, I've been podcasting for a while on and off, as you know. Uh, but I've, I've never done a solo podcast, and I've definitely have never. <laughs> I will. I take that back. When I try to launch the late takes, I did like a, a twelve minute deal, and I was so nervous about it. And then here, I just went almost three hours ranking food I ate at Disney World. So maybe you know, everybody has their their niches, I guess. But this was a good time. Um. Yeah, I, re- I really have nothing to add. There, there are a few foods I wish I would have gotten to try at Disney World while we were there. Specifically, um, there is a corn with African spices on it in Animal Kingdom. Everybody says is amazing. Um, and then there's fries with those same spices on it. Everybody says is amazing. I wish I would have got to try one of those brioche ice cream sandwiches. And I wish I would have got to try different flavors of Dole Whips. But for the most part... Um, I'm very happy with everything I got to try. I realized, uh, this was extremely lucky and fortunate for me to even, I never thought as a kid I, I would ever be like financially able to go to Disney World. So the fact that, you know, we got to go with the family was like really fucking cool. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely like a memory making trip. Like I'm, I'm super glad I got to do it at least once without like kids of my own. Just just because I I think you kind of need to know Disney World before you like take kids to it. And I was so out of my element there, like getting used to everything. Like it's a lot. Like you don't you don't realize how many people are at these fucking parks. Um But yeah, that I mean that's that's Disney World. That's everything I ate in a week at Disney World, right? Um I definitely think it's a trip everybody needs to try to make once in their life. Uh, again, do you need to try 111 different things while you're there? Pro- probably not. Um, but I did. And uh, I don't regret a thing. Besides the hazelnut crepe, which I did not pay for because my mom ordered it. Because she wanted it. And it was bad. And I told her that it was bad. And then she was mad at me. I wouldn't eat all of it. Because she also didn't like it. <laughs> um... But man, uh, yeah, again, just super grateful that I got to even go and like was able to do it. Um, I might try to do this more with like other trips we go on. We have a couple trips coming up here next year or so that I think would make 
good uh, little list like this, but for the most part, it's probably just going to be a one-off for now, especially for Disney World. I'm not going to Disney World again for a while. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for listening to this. If you made it this far in the podcast, you're a fucking champion. Um, I am going to have the spreadsheet of the final rankings listed in the description. So some people may just click on this and go straight there. Who fucking knows? Um, but if you listen to it, thank you. Thanks for listening to my thoughts. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. Uh, what's coming up on All You Can Hear? Uh, some stuff is happening with AYCH. Uh, I don't feel like now is the best time to say it. But uh, you'll you'll know within the next couple of weeks what uh, everybody's been cooking up. Uh, it's good. So listen to the to the flagship, the main show, uh, the all you can hear. You know the actual main main show. The last episode that came out, I was actually also on. This may be the first time I've been on two back to back pieces of audio on the main feed since 2020. Damn, <laughs> it's been a while. Um. And that also may not be true, but it sounds like it could be true. Um, we did actually ate more food. I bought a ton of, or we bought a ton of Easter themed things and ate them. The end of Peep Galleon, uh, featuring uh the end of Peep Galleon. So you should definitely go listen to that. Uh, episode two ninety nine, episode three hundreds next. Holy shit! Almost six years old. Holy shit! Uh, so go listen to that. You can go to AYCH Extra. Listen to the Backlog Boys, where me, Colton Wenzel, drop some video game fucking hard facts on you. We just did our Game of the Year for 2022. That was a lot of fun. Also, the last episode, we talked about uh, our adventures at Comic-Con. Came a little bit later than uh, intended, just due to some recording stuff and, you know, us going to Comic-Con. Uh, and then Colt getting COVID. Um, but he's fine, because he was vaccinated, so go get your fucking vaccines. Uh, and yeah, we talked about some news too. Uh, Muscle Orchestra, me and my good buddy Fight Haskins, aka Chris, uh, talks about wrestling. That will be coming back, hopefully, in the next week or two. It's just, it's a ton of weird weather stuff. Uh, every time we record, either he's in a fucking blizzard or I'm in a fucking tornado. So, but that should be coming back soon. And also, we have a, you know, you can go listen to the first episode already. I have a ton of episodes of Backlog Boys up on the AYCH Extra. Uh, listen to Cinema, Cinema Grimoire uh, on there. I think they're on a bit of a hiatus at the moment. But uh, you can go listen to the few episodes that they put out of that. Go listen to Cajun Greatness. Uh, if you heard the intro at the beginning of this episode, you can thank Justin from Cajun Greatness for that. Uh, gorsh? That, that wasn't goofy. That was me. Except in the intro, it was goofy. You know, go listen to that. The whole crew over there doing great things, as always. Uh, you know, you got your Cajun Greatness, you got your Travolting Development, things like that. We're cooking other things, but you can follow uh, Cajun Greatness on Twitter, at Cajun Greatness. Follow the Backlog Boys at Backlog Boys with the Z pod on Twitter. Follow the A-Y-C-H-X-T-R-A extra Twitter. Follow A-Y-C-H podcast on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Tanner1495. Uh, what else? Fuck, I don't know. But that seems like it. Uh, AYCH has a letterbox. You can go follow that. That uh, I think it's all you can hear. It may be AYCH podcast. Just fucking search it. And I'm also on letterbox, Tanner1495. Um, should I do ever? Fuck it. You can follow Patrick on Twitter at John Lost His Name. You can follow Wenzel on Twitter at Wednesday Wilkie. You can follow Colt on Twitter at 
Colt D88, I think, or maybe it's Colt D00, Colt Do. I don't remember which one because he lost his Twitter account for years. It's Colt D00. Uh, <laughs> so you can go follow him there. And uh, yeah, we got some, like, on, like, honestly, got some super cool stuff coming up down the pipe um, that I think. If you've been a fan of AYCH for a long time or just, you know, whatever, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and I will catch you on the flip side.